Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your almost weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it and occasionally ourselves. I'm Camille Foster. Sometimes I do things at FreeThink when I'm not in a desperate situation and I'm actually going to work oh regularly and being professional. Can you make a separate podcast about surrounded. your fucking apartment? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Uh, I'm surrounded by some extraordinary gentlemen of great stature and I'm delighted. Really, really delighted to be here. I shouldn't be here. I've got other obligations, but I wanted to be with these gentlemen. And these gentlemen don't include Matt Welch, who is yeah. where? Where is Matt, the editor at Large Reason Magazine? Uh, he's at Somewhere. Large. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's he's unclear. Very, very, very at large. large. Yeah. yeah, unclear. Yeah, but he's on. He's. He, I think he was at some. What a libertarian freak fest that what is it, is it Candace Owens talking about yeah, yeah, uh, stripping yeah. flag burners of citizenship yeah, no, that's, yes. it's all about liberty these days that's what we need, uh, that's what we need. a little, more, little yeah. more freedom and I think that thing is run by um, uh, Mark Skousen who is uh-huh. the is the son of Cleon Skousen do you remember Cleon he wrote the naked communist no wow <laughs> if you look at it Cleon Skousen was like a I mean, he was like a Bircher. Like, I mean, the Birchers were like, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Glenn Beck had his show on Fox, when he was like scribbling on the, uh, the, the chalkboard, the yeah. he came across that book somewhere and he's like, you know, I found an amazing book. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think his name was actually W. Oh, Cleon wow. well, Yeah, It's right. Look at that face. Yeah. Look at that. If you, if you Google him, he looks like a racist. <laughs> well, those, those voices that you're hearing, <laughs> like Michael Moynihan, Vice News, our very good friend, Anthony Fisher, the business insider, I think, or is it just insider? It's both. It's both, insider. both are accepted. Yeah. It's yeah. like tomato, tomato. Yeah. And our very good friend, Ben Dreyfus. Ben Dreyfus Jones is, back. is in the building. Jones, thank you. Man. Thank you. I've yes. had a rough week. I've had a lot going on. I'm barely paying attention to the news cycle. Yeah. I knew that we needed a ringer tonight. So we called in the big yeah. guns. Ben Dreyfus. Boom. Yeah. Building. It's going down. So yeah. gentlemen, I really leader. don't know what's going on. I'm handing the keys. Well, I just want to say, I mean, I'll start by saying that um, we just found out today that the, uh, the show that is not long, no longer going to be on HBO after mm. September uh, came in second in Emmy nominations, so nineteen nominations. Oh, wow. congratulations well, yeah. there! Yeah, including uh, myself. So I'm one second of the to who? Emmy nominated. Uh, second to PBS. PBS. Yeah, I think we might have been tied with CBS, but it was a, uh, PBS was first, hmm. and then we had eighteen or nineteen nominations. So you're yeah. saying one of your stories was nominated specifically? Well, one of the pieces. So we did a, uh, an episode on the Kavanaugh. Uh, hearing, uh, confirmation hearing, and um, I'm one of four correspondents mm. in it. So technically, yes. Right. I mean, I'm on nice. that list. So yeah. that's so good. you got a fourth of a nomination. Yeah, I got a that fourth is of a nomination. Five hundred thousand. Well, by the way, la- Anthony Fisher. Yeah, well, the last time, the last <laughs> Emmys, I got a fourth of a nomination too. So I'm up to a half of a nomination. Yeah. So if I keep doing this by quarters, I'll be yeah. like a real loser because <laughs> I lost last time. So, um, so yeah, that's. I mean, that's all my colleagues who are who are you know pretty, yeah pretty extraordinary. With they them. always like to award them in the final season. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the best chance. I am saying, like, you know, I mean, well, the show it, it'll probably go somewhere else, but but um, with a little break. But I've been trying to convince people that, like, the last season of Get a Life. Do you remember Get a Life, mm-hmm. the Chris Elliott show? Oh yeah, they found oh, yeah. that. I think they found that they were getting canceled in the last second season. Uh, he got an alien friend named Spewy who lived in a bathtub <laughs> with uh, in the house he shared with Brian Doyle Murray. So yeah, I mean, I wanted to do something like that. And like, didn't they kill him in almost every episode? I think so. Uh, yeah. 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 That, was, that was the first HBO show I ever watched, and I used to be so addicted to it. Uh, Get a Life. Yeah, it was on Fox. 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 It was only the first season of Fox. I think. Wait, wait, season. wait. 
Yeah. Wait. Get a Life used to be on After the Simpsons. Right, but yeah. Get a Life was where he kept having flashbacks to... No, that's Dream On. Dream uh, On is yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. All right, no I, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go. The ringer, it's, it was too much fucking, too, yeah. too many expectations. I'm having performance yeah. anxiety. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, so yeah, if you want to talk, do you want to talk about like what's going on this week? Can I we, tell you about what's going on? probably should. Yeah, I mean, you know this guy named Muller? I know about the Muller stuff. I know we didn't do anything last week, I don't think, but all no. of them blurred run together. So I know yeah. that there were some things with the squad, or is it less squad as this <laughs> this yeah. tank top that Ben no, walked in wearing? What the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> look, Holy look, shit, I didn't even know. I bought <laughs> this fucking shirt before this whole thing. It has wow. nothing to do with. Wow, is that what you refer to, to the squad as? Nothing to the do bravest with women in Congress. I, I, you call them this whole thing? Is it? <laughs> I meant this this ratatata. Yeah. This, <laughs> this news cycle. Okay, Ben Dreyfus. I want to say that is the least Jewish shirt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Jews shouldn't have your shirts like that. I bought a friend of mine who was a former Soul Cycle instructor has a company Obviously. called Le Sweat, and this is a shirt yeah. that. Yeah. I got from her, from Charlie the, Atkins. But the you only, should all buy one of Charlie's shirts. <laughs> the only way you own that company is being a former Soul Cycle instructor, and the only way you wear one of those is being a Soul Cycle instructor, which I suspect you're not, because you work at Mother Jones. So I'm not yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, soul dressed cycle to impress, all right? Yeah. There, there are very few times that I see Ben where Soul Cycle doesn't come up. Oh, oh, I have a. I, I thought about you the other day. I was in Martha's Vineyard um, a couple. Oh, weeks there's ago? a pop up there. Yeah, um, and I stayed right across from the uh, Jaws house. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're literally next the next house over. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of very yeah. beautiful, thin cult. It's coming no, in and out. Um, <laughs> like, there was a, um, a uh, what, what's his name? Um, Dershowitz? No, Dershowitz. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I didn't go to his house. Uh, oh, no. There was like a, a, a yoga guy that was in town. This is a mm. long story. but And, and he, um, what's, the, what's the wild, wild country cult? Do you remember that? Uh, uh, the, 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 the Maharishi? Not the Maharishi, the Rogni, whatever. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the oh. yeah, you know the Wild Wild Country? Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah. Very good documentary. O- o- Osha or whatever remember. the hell his name is, yeah. or is that is that workplace regulations and safety? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> I think his name was Osha. Sure I think it was also. But the guy um, was apparently like, you know, really the, the, the sort of yoga kolka. Uh, he was like really into it. He was like giving out his books. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Wild Wild Country with the cult and the Bhagwan. The, right? the Bhagwan, yeah. That's right. The, the murder and all that shit, and he and he was like, I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> like, do you seriously didn't like you didn't like Google? Like, is it do like yoga people? Is that like you don't Google or something? Are they not into the internet these days? I don't know. Yeah. But that was the, it was a weird person. I was across from the uh, the the shark house. Yeah. Well, that's, that's well. I mean, you should have gone by and said hi. I also saw the bravest man I've ever seen in my life on the way back because on the way back I took the ferry, uh-huh. which is a ferry now that goes. It's like a five hour ferry to New York City, and there was a man, and it was packed. It was July 4th weekend. Yeah. Packed. They actually had two ferries. And uh, a pretty, pretty big ferry. So there was a guy up top walking around, rather enormous man. And if anyone follows me on Instagram, they will, will have seen this. Okay. Um, who looked exactly like Harvey Weinstein. And he was wearing a <laughs> shirt that said gays for Trump and a MAGA hat coming from the vineyard <laughs> to Manhattan. I'm like, dude, you're like a fucking stuntman. He might, he might be trolling. It does I, seem like that no, was a he was dare not, someone made. Like, it, you have to yeah. last five hours. Yeah. No, I think from his companions that he was definitely I, not I will tell about. you one thing that has happened to me uh, as a result of the, the, the current circumstance. I've come into contact with this whole contingent of humans that I did not know existed. Like the Staten Island union guy mm. who oh, yeah. does who worked on the World Trade Center building and totally voted for Donald fucking Trump. 
And these are Staten not pretty these are not white guys. <clears throat> they are serious Trumpists, though, and you can tell. They're they don't even talk guys? about Trump, and I know <clears throat> that they're Trumpists. No, well, I mean, I, no one, no one who's helped me uh, through this circumstance has been Caucasian. I've looked for people who are Caucasian, uh, but they're unavailable. To, one time to, when, to do this sort of work. In, apparently, in I've tried to diversify my team in that <laughs> way. Amazing. In the fall of 2016, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a sitcom. Like we need a white guy. Yeah, can't be done. <laughs> in the fall of 2016, I was walking through Brookfield. Uh, with my father, yeah. and there's this place where you park your boats in front. And of your Brookfield. father, by the way, for those who have not listened to <laughs> right. this part, is Richard Dreyfuss, uh, yeah. noted movie star, noted movie star. former youngest man ever to win Best yeah. Actor. Yeah. yeah. But so we're walking through, and there's this place where people park their stupid boats. And I asked him, like, so how much do you think it costs? How much to let's live this fantasy life where I own a yacht? How much would I need to pay out here? And he guessed, and I guessed, and then he was like, Why don't we just ask? And found these security guards and was like, excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, don't bother them, Dad. And he taps one on the shoulder and they look around and go, my God, William Shatner. Really? That's and really? Then, and then, but then, then he goes, oh, no. The other one's like, it's Richard Travis, it's Richard Travis. And they go, oh, and he says, how much does it cost to park your boat here? And one of them goes, I don't know, you know, maybe like 20000 I don't know, it costs a lot to do these things. And while this is going I on. I fucking loved you in Tootsie. I don't know how much that boat is, though. But that movie where you were abroad was amazing. And my dad, one of them is white and one of them is black. And my dad says to both of them, so just wondering here. Who do you think is going to win this election? Yeah. And the <laughs> white guy who had just called him William Shatner yeah. says, oh, I'll tell you, this is going to be Mr. Trump. Yeah. I've known a lot of things about Mr. Trump. One, he's good on the economy. Yeah. He's good. And the black security <laughs> guard looks at me, starts rolling his eyes and walking away because <laughs> he's heard this 1,000 fucking yeah. times. Yeah. By the way, you, anybody who calls him Mr. Trump oh, yeah. and doesn't work for him <laughs> is, you know, probably a Trump like, of course, the, of course, the people down by the World Trade yeah. Center who, like, have been yeah. working down here for a long time. He's a builder. He does good things. Yeah. And he protects the men who need protecting. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. not the women. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you're a star, you can do what you want. Yeah, Michael Moynihan. That's, Moynihan. that's absolutely they, right. And they let you. They let do you do it. it. They just let you do it. Yeah. Um, so Mueller, speaking of Trump. Yeah. Um, everyone was pretty excited about this. Yeah. Right? This is a long time in the making. Can long we, time we, in we the making. We could say three years in the making. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is kind of. Just it, over two. Yeah. It's kind of over it's at kind this of point. three years right? in the making. Round up. Are we, are, we, yeah. are we done at this point with the Mueller thing? I don't think so. But. So am I the no, only not. one who uh, – I had a doctor's appointment in the morning. I was supposed uh, to watch it live for yeah, work yeah. purposes. Yeah. And so I started watching it when I left and mm-hmm. I was on delay. Mm-hmm. And I was like it, – it's kind of like a baseball game like I, that, I, that I watched on like TiVo. I didn't want to know the score, so I didn't open Twitter. <laughs> and um, then I had to. Because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. I mean, did you watch any of this? I watched I watched the highlights afterwards. I, I have didn't no idea. Dirt. I watched seven hours of it and yeah, edited yeah. about 20 articles. Oh, my God. Oh, my really? God. Yes. That's my I, job. I, I had no idea. <laughs> it's the worst. What, I, I still have no idea what he sounds like. Uh-huh. Because in my head... He's literally like the last Jimmy Stewart movie that ever. He's just, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, what is it a report? Yeah. It's a combination yeah, yeah. of a couple of things. Yeah. He's old AF. Right? Yeah. He did not write that he's report. He's a year older than Donald Trump, right. by Trump the way. Trump and Biden. And Trump's not articulate either. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But at least he's got more effervescence. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 At, least, at least he'll say like funny, horrible yeah. jokes. Right. You know? He might be evil, but at yeah. least he's got spunk. Yeah. Yeah. Trump, like, Mueller basically 
if he if he could encapsulate it in one sentence, it's read the report. He didn't want to answer any questions no. in his and own I mean, words. In his defense, and, uh, he had yeah. said that. He yeah. had like been like, I don't want to go. You're going to bring me here with your power. I mean, he, but I'm he, not going to be good. The the letter that he referenced, the attorney general's letter was you know, signed by like some flunky mm-hmm. that said, stick to this, stick to that. And then it outraged people on cable news. Um, Barr comes out later and says, well, he asked for that mm. for like coverage. <laughs> and he didn't deny it. Right. Yeah. So he was like, he literally was like, can you write a letter? So like when I get in there, I can just like say it was you guys and not me who doesn't want to answer all these questions. <laughs> and he re- referenced it in, in, in his opening statement. And then when he actually does break news, finally something he walks it back like fucking 10 minutes later after the recess and comes yeah. back I mean, I think in, like, inadvertent I, I just want to say that previous thing i was totally yeah, this wrong. was the exchange I, with ted lou i, I think the biggest Ugh. like takeaway from it and i didn't watch all of it though i tried to mm. and was that he just didn't have the grasp of the facts that everyone sort of expected i he think. didn't know who Corey lewandowski, was. Corey lewandowski yeah. was. Like, yeah. it was just clear that he was an old man who beat up michelle fields Exactly. I mean, but the thing is, like, uh, he did. The Democrats kept pushing this line that, like, you know, they had gotten him to say these things that they needed, and then they made up these little posters that said it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it really didn't give the moment. If you were watching, there's no clips of this that could possibly, you know, really make it make it sell. Where's the sex in the, the, it? There was one. Robert Mueller didn't bring the sex. The only thing that you got out of it, or they got out of it, was. Um, the question and, and answer when he said that you didn't exonerate him. Right. Um, that was a headline. We ran that. And that, yeah, that's basically the headline of it. Yeah. Um, also, there was a thing where he like got a little muddled about like after he could be charged or something. And there's this yeah. grin on his face that's kind of funny, but he still doesn't say anything easy yeah. to like package. I mean, ultimately, the Democrats brought him in there and they said this explicitly that mm-hmm. nobody read the report, not even members of Congress read the report. So they wanted to bring it to Justin life. Justin Amash read that damn report. Sure. I mean, they're yes, Justin Amash yeah. is reading it again. Quite yeah. a bit. Pages are stuck Second together. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted to make a spectacle. They were, they were, hope, they were hoping that testimony would make the uh, report come to life. Yeah. And it did the exact did not opposite. do that at all. Yeah. I was it, surprised that this, I know that the Senate is run by Mitch McConnell and everything like that, but normally when the House is going to like get one of these people to testify, the Senate just decides, well, we're going to do it too. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a little disappointed that we didn't at least get, you know, Kamala and like some more like some more real prosecutors trying to win presidencies asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there are two committees. I mean, who who is who are on those two committees? Well, you had Swalwell, who's already dropped out. Did um, he drop out of the race? Yes, Did he? He's the first one oh, to drop out. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like his campaign. He had one appearance in a debate where he took a, a swing at Biden that nobody heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody else was hitting him. Yeah. And he's already out. But he had a, he had a moment, you know, and Ted he Lou, looks like a guy who used to be a like a, a Child TV star, right? Like he's on the, yeah. he was on the go- he was in the Goonies, yeah, like exactly. Then, like you know, exactly. Else. Yeah, yeah. Because he had from Life with Mikey, yeah. And he, and, he, and he had like a Y, and then he's like it was like Ricky Swalwell, and now he's like it got him laid well into the nineties. Yeah, exactly. But you're right, there was a lack of star power. So bring girls right. to Gin Blossoms concerts and, oh, and have sex. With God, them. the back room at a Gin Blossoms concert. <laughs> so, so what were the things though that that we were supposed to get out of a hearing like this. Obviously the Democrats were hoping to get Mueller to say something that kind of revealed his instincts, whether or not he actually thought the president had committed some sort of crime that could yeah. be prosecuted. They wanted more on but, obstruction, but, but that's just it. It's not about Russia meddling in the election. We do know that some of this happened. The, the question about, I suppose the other question beyond the collusion question, which we can come back to is this question of whether or not the president um, not the collusion question. I'm sorry. The other question beyond the obstruction question, which we can come back to, is this question of collusion. 
and whether or not the president completely forgot working with the Russians. Uh, in this. I don't think anyone any I think that like he'd been clear in that report. And I think now that like he, he, it wasn't that, that Trump was working actively to do that. Mm-hmm. But so then I think that you're focusing on, on the, the obstruction one, which sort of makes sense, because in the report, he lists all these times he obviously died. He clearly obstructed justice. Yeah, like he clearly <laughs> did. He's clear that he did. I mean, I can't. I mean, but, you'd but have to even, be fooled. But even there, like even yeah. there, if the if in trying to thwart the investigation yeah. into bad acts that didn't ever happen. That's the most Trumpian thing in the world, too. Right. Yeah. To thwart an investigation yeah. into something that didn't happen. Like, can't yeah. you can't you do something about this? Can you just fire him? Let's shut this thing down. I didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, it, it is like a weird version of like Trump's, it's like a Trump Occam's razor thing uh, of like the dumbest uh, <laughs> is always, is always the most like, you know, this, like the, we were in talking about the squad and like the send them, send them back to their country yeah. and everyone's going crazy about this stuff. And I was just sitting there thinking like, he clearly is only talking about Ilhan Omar uh, and doesn't even understand where the other, <laughs> and he's not even like assuming that they are, he's just talking about her. Yeah. Cause he's like, Oh, she's from like Somalia, which is in like Greenland or something. And that's horrible there. And that's what he's like. He's just a moron. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's literally i mean you saw in his notes on that someone photographed no. them the, the, the phonetic spelling of al-qaeda al-qaeda, <laughs> al-qaeda was spelled like a-l-c-a-i-d yeah i mean yeah. it's it really hilarious. i mean like the jihadists are like this man is so dumb i can't believe it. <laughs> to the extent you need yeah. help with I mean, that yeah it is hilarious because like there were people even in this instance with the squad where they were like oh it's three-dimensional chess man yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he's trying to move it all he's just doing it you're getting distracted and like, what are you talking it's about never, he's just a doddering old man who saw on fox news this thing that someone said to yeah. bad and so he's now just Sure. Ah. And that's the same thing. Well, the, there was the, the there was a 3D chess thing with uh, Mueller, too. Mm. People saying that he was deliberately mm-hmm. stonewalling by by making himself look like a complete ass. <laughs> and it's like you can just say, I won't answer that question rather than being. I don't even what? what? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. He's like his fucking was like one long Admiral Stockdale moment. <laughs> like, Who am I? What like, am I for, doing? For the past two years, he's been a folk hero though, yeah, to the right, resistance. Yeah. And part of that has been buttressed by the fact that he won't talk. That yes. he, that, and there was no leaks. It was unbelievable the discipline that his team had, that there were no leaks ever. Except for Devin Nunes, who bullshitted and said there were like I mean, the yeah, Republicans and did also make so, fools of themselves in this. So, and, and, and the only thing one he mentioned, I think, was like that CNN showed up when Roger Stone was being arrested. And it's like, no, they were just like kind of camped out there. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they kind of have an expectation that he yeah. will get arrested eventually. Yeah. But also, but, I mean, it does come down to the original, like, why would he, uh, you know, obstruct when they hadn't done all the things? It's because he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. like, he heard people were coming and, and just decided, oh, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I like your Trump's razor thing, that the yeah. dumbest explanation it's is the most likely. The we need to make that a thing. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's also, he's like, you know, one of those kids that, like, runs from the cops. Mm-hmm. And didn't do anything. Right. Why you know? did you run? Like, why did you run? I don't know. You were coming, and I was like, right. just started running. So what the fuck? I'm gonna run. Right. Or like you the got a gun? Little... I don't have a gun, and I'm I, faster I than do, you. Fat I do old think man. one thing that that does sound a bit credible to me, just because Donald Trump is the sort of character that Pete. he is, is the expectation that well, maybe they'll find something. Like they'll find something right. that I did. But also like that's not gonna stop. Like that yeah. was always gonna be the SDNY. Like mm-hmm. that was always yeah. gonna be these other things. <laughs> Which and, like, won't go away. That's still yeah. gonna be a right. thing. Those are all. Thing. But also, yeah. I mean, it'll go eventually it'll be about taxes or something and it'll be four years after he left office and no one care. Yeah. But like but it is true that like it does just come down to him being stupid mm-hmm. and very like predictably in every instance, just someone who doesn't have any self control yeah. and likes yeah. to indulge his worst sorts of bits. A hundred percent. I mean, he's he's stupid, has no self-control, and he's also a crook. 
Right. I mean, he's just straight up. He's a crook. I mean, I think there's no denying that when I mean, we've if it was any other president, it's just the sheer volume of it. Of course, you forget all these things. I mean, when was the last time anyone referenced Trump University, which right. is one of these fantastic scams? That is amazing. And that people yeah. like are Didn't sued they do for, the settlement like, right before the election. Yeah, he like agreed to pay. Millions I think there of was dollars. some. Like, was there a settlement? I think there was some yes, settlement. There was. Yeah, no. and, and and I mean, like it's so the volume of it is so great that I mean, could you imagine? You know, in Beck's chalkboard period, where <laughs> it was like you know Van Jones had once like said society said something or so who was the woman who quoted Mao or something but do you remember that it was yeah. like and, and it was like all these kind of you know beautiful mind type kind yeah. of like Van Jones like, signed a petition that was 9-11 yeah, curious yeah yeah <laughs> and Van Jones by the way who is I think we've talked about in the show I think is like one of the people who's actually become more impressive like I think yeah. he's like a pretty smart guy and pretty interesting and before he hmm. I'm sure he was signing those petitions hmm. and stuff I think he's a sort of reasonable guy I disagree with him on on a, on a whole lot of things but um but yeah i mean if this were the case that barack obama there's a photo of him and jeffrey epstein you know god rest right. his soul because uh, did he kill himself or not no i don't barack know. obama no uh, <laughs> epstein, epstein. epstein was found injured was, on yeah, his, he was his assaulted in his cell yeah he's probably trying oh to really i didn't yeah. even see that yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, did anyone hear that or not good that no. got that got killed yeah, it's, yeah. it's buried yeah because yeah. he had neck injuries <laughs> but can we talk he's about a, how bad he's like a tory minister like found in a park with a tie around his neck and an orange in his mouth minister in the car oh god i can't believe it fantastic actually wonderful <laughs> very very close to death but it was a wonderful experience <laughs> unbelievable I'm, I'm tired. I want to know from uh, from Ben from the from the Mother Jones community uh-huh. uh, the the impeachment push appeared. This right. like um, the, the Republicans who were not uh, at those hearings were doing victory laps all day yesterday, saying that this is the death knell of impeachment. Nancy Pelosi basically has all the cover she needs. She and right. she basically punted it. She said, "Do what you got to do. You guys want to introduce articles of impeachment? See how it goes." Right. <laughs> What, what do you think? Is it, are we are we done with that part of I mean, this? I personally have not really ever understood what the point of the impeachment thing would be, since mm-hmm. there's no way the Senate isn't going to convict. And I, I I don't. I'm sure that a lot of people on the left have different feelings about this, obviously. But the fact for Nancy Pelosi is like the numbers have never been there in the mm-hmm. House to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I yeah, I I think that was unless Mueller that yesterday or today, whatever it was, had actually brought the P tape. <laughs> and or, or he like actively said like you <laughs> should impeach it. He didn't even know what the steel yeah. dossier was. I don't know what this. Uh, this uh, I've uh, never watched. Is, I but... don't have a Betamax player. It's, it's a fucking Betamax. Do you have something? And there's just it's, it's got a, a, a DVD Russian encoding. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Or I mean, if he somehow had all the Apprentice tapes and they were all just like with him with MGM lawyers trying to stop him from playing them. Yeah. Like the only there would only be if there was something cute, and that that was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And. So I, I don't think that it's changed the calculus for the people who've already said that they want to have. By the way, the apprentice jokes. tapes, by the way, which people have been looking for for some time. Um, uh, the, the guy who is his sound guy um, is a very dear friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And he was a sound guy for 12 or 13 seasons. Mm. Uh, and he is quoted in Michael Wolf's new book, um, much to his. Accurately? Um, <laughs> I'll get into that another time. There's. Uh, yeah. 
is mm. something very strange about it, and I'll maybe tell you after. <laughs> well, what's the quote? Let's we'll see. Um, well, no, he told me. I mean, I've talked to him uh-huh. a bunch of times. I ended up on the road. I was in I was in Russia with him actually, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, nights out drinking, talking about this stuff. And um, I don't think uh, he would uh, Eric would mind me saying this, but he said that of all the terrible things that uh, you can conjure up there, he's there's no N word tape. Well, that, that was and he's that like, New I can't, piece. I can't. This I never heard that. I'm not even going to give you shit for using uh, N word. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, there's one really. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's a scumbag and mm. said some really scummy things and did a lot of really scummy things. But the N word thing, he says, it's just not. In the, didn't happen. There was that New Yorker article last fall that was talking to people on it that were like, "One, we all hated him," and yeah. it was being live streamed to the brands that were involved. Like yeah. there was live feeds of it. There was just 150 people who would see it the second he did it. And since we hated him so much, it would have spread like wildfire oh, yeah, because sure. we hated this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you'd have 90 Billy Bush tapes, you know. Yeah, but mm. but you know, it's it's. It's a funny thing because the guy, you know, Eric's stories about this are completely fascinating and it doesn't add any like sinew to who Trump is because he is he is literally that one dimensional and he is literally the guy who has the printouts of the first season's ratings and signs them and gives them to you whether you ask for them or not when you come into his office. It's like, that is completely insane. I mean, it's like the mark of an insane person. Like, if you ever, that happened, you'd walk out and be like, what the fuck was that? What do I do with this? He literally just signed this and then gave it to me? But yeah, anyway. So Mueller, yeah, kind of a bust for for Democrats. Yeah, kind of a bust. I also do think like he did say the things that I don't know that they wanted him to say in in his yes or no answers that didn't really like not going to change anything. It's not like he came out and said Trump good. No. (laughs) Also, also a big a big thing that I think is an important takeaway is that he said, yes, Russia really meddled in the election. They probably are still and other countries probably are, too. And this is probably the new normal. That's he also he he said at the beginning I, I think in in his kind of preamble that it was he he I think overstated the seriousness of it and I think the problem is is that there's no kind of historical mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. knowledge of of this stuff mm-hmm. and I've said it on, on this show a number of times but you know the Russians have been trying to interfere in America's elections since the Okrana. Exactly. You know? right. I mean, and became the, you know, G- like all of these things. I mean, this is not a new thing. It's also um, true that like the, the, and we do the same thing. You the know? Every, stuff. every election. We, right. We have yeah, of course. Thing. But that doesn't mean like we're, we're allowed to do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we're the good guys. But yeah. also, like, I do think that there's this sort of conflation. Says the guy of the in the squad t-shirt. <laughs> I had it before. <laughs> it's about soul cycle. But um, I do think that there's this sort of conflation about the bots' behavior and stuff, yeah. as opposed to the DNC emails being actually like stolen. Like yeah. th- those are two separate. One of them probably didn't really do much. The fact that like there was like Facebook fake news and bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the fact that they actually like did steal those emails and then release them in this way. That's a separate one. I, uh, there is. There if was could, if one. We could fish, um, you know, Dmitry Peskov's uh, emails. Mm. Uh, oh, we we yeah. would do it, and we would. I don't. Know, I don't think we would release them. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> Americans don't release them like that. No, but no. we certainly would do it. Mm. I mean, and and you know, I, is anyone at the point of saying, you know, guys, you got you got a phishing email. And you fell for it. Yeah. Have, you, have you read the backstory on how that happened? It's in, uh, no, I don't think I have. The, what's his name? Who was Podesta? Who, Podesta sent forwarded it to the oh, IT yeah, yeah. person and said, "This looks suspicious. Should I click on the link?" And the guy 
sent back saying it's okay but what he meant to say was it's not okay uh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly it's just like a typo well, that's what he says now and he was like honestly I, the biggest typo in history yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is this IT guy like we need to like, there is need, this story yeah. of, like if you google this you'll find like, By the way, he should be a QAnon <laughs> folk hero <laughs> he's also <laughs> probably is QAnon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a shitty IT guy because no one you cannot get an email account at you know my office without the two pass right. authentication yeah. like right. you get a text message there's like it can't do it any other way and it's it's pretty difficult to mm. hack also like there was that wired story about that from matt honan in like 2011 yeah that, like my life was destroyed <laughs> yeah. by not having two-factor and yet like five but the thing is so crazy because it's like people use this word hacking and they think of like you know, kind of zero day exploits, which is, you know, like finding flaws in code in 99% of it is just social engineering. It's right. just tricking people into clicking links or giving you information. It's like just being a scam artist. It's wonderful it's though in that movie somewhere. Swordfish when they're like, all right, you have Swordfish. Swordfish stars John Travolta, Wol- Halle Berry. And Wolverine. Mm-hmm. What's Wolverine's name? Uh, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> well, whatever the Aussie is <laughs> in. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. There's yeah. the scene where he's like, John Travolta's like, can you do the job? And so he sits <laughs> him down and he hands him a piece of, like a computer hack into the NSA. And then in 30 Halle seconds, Berry is like laying there topless. Yeah, while a woman gives him a blowjob. He's like, yeah. it's not just easy. We're going to see if you can do it while being distracted. Is that true? Yeah. 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 And what? then he does like type a lot of zeros and ones and suddenly he's in the NSA. <laughs> right as then she pulls her like head up and wipes off her lips. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This, this is a real movie. I, I went to a night shoot of it. Classic Because uh, I was living in LA and my film teacher was friends with the AD so he brought us the whole class to a night shoot of a car crash. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say that your film teacher was like, I'm just a big fan of these movies, of like this he directed Alligator 2. So he was of that. Uh, is he genre. Jackman Australian? He is. Yeah. 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 Right. And he just played Gary Hart in a very forgettable movie that I watched. I watched like 20 minutes of yeah. it. Uh, yeah. 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 That's exactly up, how long I made it. I, I was like, yeah. what's going on? I watched yeah. the whole thing. I don't understand why I, it was made. Pretty bad. I went to see yeah. that film in theaters with my girlfriend at the time, and then that movie is so bad that we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this literally. Is, I'm we sorry, went, I really like you, we, actually. We went to that movie at Union Square and then we went to the bar, black and white, on 10th and 4th, and we're, I guess we're in both in such a bad mood that we got in a fight that we're like, yeah. this is over! Yeah. <laughs> wow. There was, uh, there was, was it, you, do you think it was because of the movie? I mean, I think that the movie being so bad did play a role in it. Was she yeah. Australian? I don't know why I think she's Australian. I used to have this really weird hunch. I wanted, there was one moment from I the... did desperately try to get her back afterwards. I was like, look, I, the movie was just bad. Yeah. I'm sorry that I let it infect my brain like that. But then you took me to it. <laughs> Terrible movie. Ridiculous. I wanted to ask one question uh, or at least Should highlight one thing that I saw it's more New Zealand. <laughs> during, yes. during the Mueller interrogation yeah. or hearings. Sometimes it was a bit of an interrogation. Mm-hmm. But there was one moment where I guess someone had asked the question Someone had asked the question about uh, Trump saying that he loved WikiLeaks, and they asked him yeah. if he was very disturbed by Trump saying yes, as much. Yeah. Um, and and I thought to myself just about the actual timeline. And, 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 what and we, by the way, he mentioned Pompeo, right, and uh-huh. said that that when he was running the CIA, Mike Pompeo said it was a foreign intelligence operation. Mm-hmm. And so the you know it was like it's so bad that even Mike Pompeo says that they're like spies for the Russians mm-hmm. and the, the, his boss is praising them, yeah. which is, I mean, it's true. It's like, a, I yeah. mean, it's a perfectly legitimate point to make. But, but I wonder about the, the timetable there because at the time WikiLeaks was releasing this material, I mean, did, 
we didn't know that the Russians were involved at that stage, did we? No, I think people people in the intelligence community probably did. They did. I also think that it was talked about, like as as guest, like people were like, oh, this Russia. I mean, well, Hillary was certainly making assertions. Well, it was and it was the Guccifer, Guccifer, yeah. They were like, that's probably just. But that that sort of came together. I mean, the the notion that it was, but the notion that when the president goes on television and says, "I love WikiLeaks," that he is endorsing criminal behavior at that point. But, I mean, um, the, the like, emails were stolen, and, and but, that he's participating that time, in that he's participating in like no, no, some but, sort but of stolen emails, yeah. right? And also, remember I mean, the RNC, yeah. like the RNC controversy, where like he wanted to change the platform so that it wouldn't talk about Russian yes. like sanctions. The only reason that came up was because they were like, "See, Russia is also trying to help him." But yeah. but what are you time. supposed to say in a circumstance like that if you're the guy who's running for office and a bunch of your opponent's emails like end up you, you, on a you, server? You say, do you, you say this is unfortunate? but you should definitely go read them. Good. Uh, uh, no, because no, you no, don't need to. No, they're going to read them anyway. They're going to read them anyways. It's, yeah. a, it's a total, would, it's a total actually, goal. Yeah. I would advise everyone not to look at these stolen emails. Yeah. yeah. I think that they, whatever they say, may be very damaging. You know or very what? good. It could you be know either. You guys would don't be terrible look. presidential campaign advisors. For the, for the, for the timeline for the purposes, as I just checked, mm-hmm. the I love WikiLeaks comment came four days after the Access Hollywood tape. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea of where the, so the timeline was. Later. Well, no, it was, it was it was October 2016. But it was I mean, in the, the heat of battle. But like was, the RNC was July. Yes, when they were yeah, talking yeah. about both Russia loved. Both were in July, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the and the original uh, DNC leaks were in July. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the weird thing about that platform change, and I was at the RNC. I mean, I, I remember mm-hmm. like. Look, we were all at the RNC. I, I, I right? remember thinking, like, there's a, there's, no, but it was, it was like, the, I, the, it was like the buzz of everybody who was a Republican there right. going, wait, are you serious? Right. Like, Republicans were really, like, put off by this. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, you, you, you know, you, ta- I think you, he said something. Utah delegates were in full revolt over it. That was the right? first, yeah. the right. full yeah. coalition. I mean, that was yeah. on, on the, the day of the Billy Bush tape. It was uh, the governor. It was, I think, Mike Lee. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone started lining up in Utah against i mean they're like we're mormons and you can't grab them by the pussy <laughs> um you can marry seven of them but you just can't grab them by the i remember grabbing utah delegates on the way out of that the the rnc that night and they were like i'm not voting for him yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it was it, but the incredible thing is that now they did we they're like i already divorced they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is is that people don't often look at his record with Russia now, it's like if the man is a Russian puppet, he's mm-hmm. doing a very bad job of it. Yeah, because right. I mean, he's he's not he has not created a policy and a foreign policy that is favorable to Russia when it comes to Syria or I mean, Syria. We can make an argument that it's it's definitely much more restrained than any other Republican president probably would have been. Mm-hmm. But you know, Venezuela. I mean, etc. Like Russian Iran. Iran, you know, Iran particularly and Russian television. Is and newspapers are now like this man's quite dumb. I don't like. I don't know why he's your president. He's a stupid man, and they go after him all the time. Where at the beginning of his his presidency, it was they were doing like sycophantic documentaries. Now, so. if it was the North Koreans with uh, air quotes hack the U.S. election, there there'd at least be a more credible narrative there because the North Koreans, despite yeah. their every effort to completely torpedo any opportunity for diplomatic relations with the United States, continue. Yeah. 
to get praise heaped on them by the president of the United States, it's who it's at a minimum is continues to talk about the progress that's being made. And the yeah, love we're having very good conversations. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, those yeah. those uh, short range missile launches. Eh, we don't know. What those nothing are. to see here. Among us. They're, nothing to see here. That's not a big deal. Yeah. If you had missiles, what are you going to do? Are our hands so clean? Come on. All right. Yeah. Are our hands so clean? Exactly. It is so funny because he so trips love, into Oliver Stone territory. I know. Here. <laughs> Chomsky Trump. I, know. I love Chomsky. When he comes out and he's like, you know, we did in El Salvador in the 80s. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> and you're like, did, we, did you just say that? But I mean, that's also the thing. Build a squad thing where he's like, wow, the squad is so bad about America. But also, America does bad things yeah, every yeah. day, yeah. doesn't yeah, it? That's, a, that's an absolutely excellent point because, like, we're at that point where there's this hyper patriotism that, like, right. anyone who dares to criticize anything of the America's racial history or police brutality or anything like that is obviously a, a fifth columnist. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but, the, and, but, but also like but no Trump, president has yeah. ever said as many bad things yeah. about America I mean, as Donald Trump. To Bill O'Reilly, he said it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. But, but th- th- it's so weird with the squad stuff too, is that I was thinking about the other day, cause like, you know, I saw a couple of people who are on, said the exact same thing, which, you know, butts up against each other. Is which, that which in the, exact same in, thing? In, well, in the... Send, send her home? Yeah, well, in the, in the send her home thing, mm-hmm. the number of people that said this is un-American, Donald Trump is un-American. I mean, we all heard that. I saw a number of people right. on Twitter saying mm-hmm. this. And at the same time, people who basically broadly support Colin Kaepernick's position, mm-hmm. which is that I cannot stand for a flag that represents racism and horror and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And it would strike me... That those comments are very American if you believe that position, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe Donald Trump's position on, you know, this of like, you know, she's, you know, sent her back home and like three of the four people were actually born in America. And you say, good, look, I can't believe that he's the most racist person we've ever had in the Oval Office. Debatable, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a racist in the Oval Office. but you know, it's it's just a bizarre, bizarre thing to me that they that people saying that's un-American. Mm-hmm. He can't. This is un-American position. And look it up. Friends of mine who I've had arguments about this very issue, the Kaepernick, the Kaepernick thing, and the Nike thing, and all these the flag shoes. It's incredible that they don't mm-hmm. see these things you know, work it, against it each other. It is obviously not un-American in the sense that like America has an awful history on race, and yeah. like of course, like uh, he's not the most racist president because mm-hmm. we had all those fucking presidents who yeah. basically caused the Civil War and Andrew yeah. Jackson and all these awful people. Yeah. But I think when people say un-American, which is obviously not accurate, literally, it's just because they're talking about our better angels and what we're supposed to be doing. But it's also just shorthand to say like, hey, I don't have a lot of space to think about this thought that much, but I want to be critical here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but it, it is in the, in the Kaepernick thing is, is the kneeling thing is that I cannot stand for that flag because not, it's not this thing of like, look, there's a lot of good stuff. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the bad stuff. And mm-hmm. you're wearing like a Castro t-shirt while you're doing it. It's a little <laughs> silly at and, that point. And pig socks. Pig yeah. Socks? Yeah. The, yeah the pig, the socks. pig cop socks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that he one, was, I, that one like, I mind less. He was a little <laughs> aggro. I but, I mean, but I mean, wait, so whose hypocrisy are we, are, are we saying here? Like the, the people who are supporting? P- the people that both support Kaepernick and then call Donald Trump's comments about uh, send them back as un-American. No it strikes me as it. it strikes me as it's you know in that worldview the most American thing that a president could do. Right, well, but it's because it's but the, but the foundation. Same, is, but the thinking is, here is that it's un-American because it's racist. It, yes, and more than that, more than it being un-American, that it's no, simply, I mean, it's, it's ca- simply racist to suggest that these people yes. should be right. sent no, back. It, somewhere. I don't it's think it's kind of a throwaway point, just uh-huh. in the sense that it's like 
it's un-American because it's racist, and then I can't stand for, for the flag because America's racist. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening yeah, yeah. here. You guys got to pick a lane. But, but this, is, <laughs> this is a question that I've, I've been dying to ask uh, in this particular room. Were the president's tweets, was that chant at his, uh, at his rally, was that racist? Yes. Is it racist to, to say if you're, if you're ungrateful for being here in this country and your ancestors like, came from someplace or you came here from someplace else, why don't you just go home? Go home it, to that it, terrible it's place. It's a you love came it or from. leave it. It's, it's that, the oldest. Racist? It's yeah, the it oldest argument in in the book. I mean, uh, right, because right. Uh, the racism means something. I think, right? Like, I'm actually suggesting. <laughs> I'm actually suggesting. Doesn't, increasingly doesn't. It seems, but I'm suggesting that if you meet particular criteria, then you should leave this country. And as you said, Michael, this is the kind of love it or leave it argument. Yeah, I don't. I mean. Couldn't you have said the same thing like about someone who had happened to come from like Slovakia but or something? Didn't. And in that case, would didn't. it be racist? No, if they come from Slo- Slovakia, he marries Right. He, he didn't say it. He said it to someone from Somalia. And uh-huh. then he assumed that women of color also just, well, they're not fucking American either. But what about, Michael's, but what about Michael's argument from earlier with the, the Trumpian razor? Like the notion that the president is kind of thoughtlessly just hurling these insults at people. The kind of the way he makes up yeah, names Trump's for people, would be like, and, oh, he's I mean, just, and they're, and they're I mean, little Marco, I, I and they're various other things. Like, so, I, I that's really, thing he never told. He never told little Marco to go back to Cuba. But like, I, I do actually think yeah, I mean, this is an maybe, interesting maybe question. he'll come at that. Ne- come, come up with that next. But <laughs> little Marco was very effective. Like, it was enough to get him his to last lose the tweet that I thought was like sort of mind-blowingly, you know, racist mm-hmm. was when he made that trail of tears reference a few months ago, and that I was like. I remember being sort of aghast that an American president had just done that. And a lot of people said he probably doesn't get the reference he's doing. He's too stupid. And I didn't agree with that because he has a bust of Andrew Jackson in his office. He has no idea who that is. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> he thought, like, but he's like, the guy who made Thriller. That de- <laughs> love, love that record. But that defense doesn't make any sense here. Because even if he doesn't know the historical meaning of, like, go back to Africa, and even if he doesn't know that, then he's just organically and naturally coming to the position of the most racist people in American history yeah. who have told people of color when they come here and that they're not somehow American enough to go back home. I, I mean, I, go I, back I, home. Go back home has been around since way before. No, I, I, I would say in isolation, I wouldn't say that it's like you know necessarily a racist sentiment. And I'll give you an example of this. Um, you know, it, everybody says it, and everybody says it when they get angry too. So there was a video that I saw online from I can't remember, it was like the F train or something, mm. and this Chinese woman who like sat like on or, or pushed this woman's kid. And this is important note uh-huh. because uh-huh. of the, the, and it was like a black woman and she goes fucking crazy on this, this Chinese woman ends up throwing her on the ground, by the way. Oh my God. And, yeah. It's a great, it's a crazy video. And in it, at the end of it, um, cause this kind of came out and I think that maybe people, you know, yelled world star <laughs> uh, but she at the end she she's like the woman is like i can't i can't do a chinese accent i'm really good at it but i can't do it because i'll get fired if i do but she's the woman's like yelling back at her and the woman's like go back to go back to where, this is america go back to where you came from go back to where you fucking came from yeah and she's screaming at her and it's a black woman yelling at a chinese woman right i mean and she's, it's like this is a racist com- too yeah she's being, <laughs> no no she's being racist too but i'm just saying it's like it's not a and i'll take another example where it's like oh, uh, white on white violence <laughs> is uh in sweden it happened to me when i got in a fight at a at a um uh, uh, uh hot dog stand <laughs> 
in Sweden, they're all open after mm. like after you can get like a hot dog. And this, I was drunk. And if this guy, not if you're ASAP Rocky. Uh, but, <laughs> that. Yeah, but so I'm getting this, and I got in this kind of thing with this guy, and immediately. Because, you know, your Swedish is bad or whatever. It's like, get the fuck out of our country. Mm-hmm. Stupid fucking American. Mm-hmm. Come here. You play by our fucking rules. Right. And that happens. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. But with Trump, I mean, it's... So that's just xenophobia. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, no, just the... Just... Co- I mean, the common thing. But I mean, just like, it, it's still not just like something that's, it, it's very close to race. It, I don't... Yeah, yeah, but I, well, I think that, yeah. I, and I do think it's correct that if, that he wouldn't say that. If the person's like was born in Norway or something, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I don't know that he wouldn't because the context it would still make sense, especially if it's a rant that begins with you know with your anti-Semitic tropes and your criticism of our country. If you don't like it here, you should go back to where you came from. You don't have to be here. Yeah, it's a very very common dumb guy. Argument. I think that's also, right. He did it, say he did say country explicitly. He did. Yeah. Like he was like, go back to your go to the country that you think your shithole country essentially, and then come back and tell yeah. us how they do it. But your crime one, infested terror. One thing that I I thought was really funny about the send her back video, like the video of the rally. And it was amusing to me just because I haven't heard anyone else point it out, but I also have just been under a rock and you know, they orchestrate the, the, yeah. the behind cascade you. of people behind yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. There's a, an Asian woman and a Latino woman. You can, you can yeah. tell folks <laughs> just that are standing behind him. And it's the Latino woman is kind of the first person in frame that I see like start to really get into the send her back chant. And I mean, yeah. she's got an arm raised in the air and she's yelling and flailing. I mean, is she a racist? Is the Asian woman Probably. who's standing <laughs> beside her? She could be. Is yeah, the Asian yeah. woman who's yes. standing beside yeah. her also screaming? Probably. Send yeah. her back. Is she also <laughs> yeah. racist? I mean, yeah, essentially everyone who, if there's a Somali person who was there, who was also cheering, send her back. Are they also racist? I mean, <laughs> they might consider themselves yeah. the good ones. Well, it's, you know, it's funny though. I just want to. I just want to establish yeah. for the for the record that I, that I think it's. I just think it's. A bad I will argument. say that it's the most anti-immigrant people that I always meet. Yeah. are always immigrants who are yeah, like, yeah. all right, now close the drop, put yeah, right. the drawbridge now, <laughs> right. and it's like, pull like, up you the know, ladder. Yeah, like I, I, we're done. This has been like, and some people become sort of hyper patriotic and jingoistic and all of a sudden because they've been saved from. Uh, sort of hellscape and they mm-hmm. become hyper American. Right? Rem- and so, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it could potentially be that. I mean, I don't, I think that these debates about what, the, you know, what it actually is definitionally are not very helpful. I, I think what it is, is disgraceful for the president to say. Right. I think that's, I think that's fair. I think it can be distasteful. It's I think the reason why, but the reason why I think it is useful to call into question the allegations of racism is because the allegations of racism are so frequent and they've become just flippant and frivolous. From, from my, from and, my and, perspective. And unless, and unless you ask the question, well, what is it that you mean? It becomes very hard to disentangle what's going on but here. Like, and, I, and, I, and I think for me in particular, I've been very consistent on this. I think in a lot of contexts where Ilhan Omar has been criticized savagely for having said something that yeah. a lot of people say is anti-Semitic or something, oftentimes those seem like non-traversies to me. And in much the same way, I think a lot of the things that Donald Trump is castigated for, like it can be in both cases with both people, it can be obnoxious. It can be an ill thought out comment. It can be ignorant. It could be dumb. Um, It could even be disgraceful, but whether or not it's the worst possible manifestation of ugly racial animus, 
um, or or anti-Semitism is, I think, a different thing. I don't know if anyone's claiming that it's the worst. I think that's precisely what's being claimed, especially if you read Ilhan Omar's um, piece in the New York, New York Times, Times today. Yes. That's precisely it's not enough to be against Donald Trump's racist statements because Donald Trump's racism and everything that he stands for are completely antithetical to America. I, I think one of the phrases that she used in this piece was that he's weaponizing our democracy, which is a phrase that makes I, I absolutely makes no sense. No sense to yeah. but, but, but to your, rate, to your point earlier, like that Ben and I would be fired as uh uh, campaign employees if we didn't do the WikiLeaks thing. Yeah, yeah. I would fire anyone who were for Ilhan Omar if they didn't make her write that piece mm-hmm, because right. she should be weaponizing this event and making political hay out of it. That's her job. Right. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to do so. I don't know if I, I didn't read it, so I don't know if the argument itself is reasonable. Mm-hmm. But I do th- find it incredibly distasteful for the president of the United States, like adjudicating what is and is not uh, what isn't allowed to be said mm-hmm. about America, and if you do, if you say these sorts of Agreed. things, you should get the fuck I, out. Also, 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 wildly did. hypocritical for reasons we've underscored. There was, yeah. a, there yeah. was a really interesting Vox article this week by that's a Jane sentence you're going hard to believe. Jane, <laughs> but go on, stop. Yeah. It. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting <laughs> I've written for name. Vox. Jane, uh, Jane Coaston. Yeah, Coaston. Yeah, she's yeah, a guest right. on the fifth. She's the only person we like over there. She had a really wonderful like post. I think yesterday, the day before, about just like she'd spent she spent years looking at you know conservatism. Right, and trying to understand conservatism. Mm, and it was yeah. just the premise of this, the essay was, you know, just a hypothetical question to conservatives to think about what if liberals were right about racism over these last 20 years? Like, because the argument has always been, oh, well, they called George W. Bush a racist. They called mm-hmm. Mitt Romney a racist. So, well, mm-hmm. now we elected Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And it was just asking them, what if it was actually just that you weren't looking at your own party at the guardrails that conservatism has and just accept this as a thought as a thought process to 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 see if, you know, maybe possibly they were seeing something that you weren't seeing. Mm. And it's I, I'm not doing this justice right now, mm-hmm. but I do think that like going and reading her her essay, it made she's, me think about she's it. She's incredibly bright. And yeah, I, yeah. Like I haven't stuff. read this and, piece, and, though. That doesn't I'll strike read. me as a as a bright argument. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, well, I maybe, but Camille, what if you really uh, did? Well, hit no, no, no. Again. I mean, I do yeah, want to say like I, I didn't do it justice this time. That's like, okay. But like, yeah. but it is a really like I, I thought it, I thought that she brought in all these elements about it that made me. And of course, I'm 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 biased to believe this already. Yeah, but like I work for Mother Jones. I'm wearing a La Squad shirt. Yeah, exactly. Squad cut off to be clear. French <laughs> T-shirt. I just want to go back to one thing you said because you had, you'd you'd noted that who's, like, who's you? <laughs> you. I'm you looking people. at Camille Foster. Oh, you people. Thank right. you. Yes. Now I know you're talking. No, 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 the, the, the people qualifier was not there. Thank yeah. you for putting words. Yeah, yeah. He's nervous uh, now. He's starting yeah, to sweat. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't racism. You would have said yeah, it to someone else. It's hot. You said they should keep ASAP Rocky locked up, right? Yeah. Have dangerous animals like that. Hashtag free Rocky. Yeah. You had made what I feel is a very valid point that there have been flippant and promiscuous uses of the word racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, we, we've disagreed about what is and isn't racism. We were doing it 10 minutes before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've got a pretty high bar for this kind of thing. And I, the, the one time where I, as an editor, I said, yeah, you can call these things racist was those tweets. And I stand by it because Donald Trump has been a absolute vulgarian ever since he signed up for Twitter, probably about eight years ago. And I've never seen him actually use that kind of a trope on anyone, any one of his per- per- political enemies, any one of his personal enemies, not even on Barack Obama, like even even the birther stuff. Like, I feel like this raises th- this was raising the bar because it was 
the it was the go back trope and yeah. it was specifically f- at these at this particular the, the, target. The trouble, also, the trouble with born that, here and aren't even immigrants. Like but the trouble because they're but the trouble but, but the trouble with these the trouble with these perspectives that are being offered mm-hmm. is it's not even that the evidence for your argument is circumstantial. Mm-hmm. It's completely speculative. How? Because it is. Like <laughs> you don't you don't know the man's thought process. Right. Well, so if the argument is heart, sure. if the argument is if the argument is I've never seen him use this particular argument against those people. One, I don't know if it's true. And the fact that you haven't seen it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But in either case, I think Michael's argument or Michael's assertion earlier today is a, a, a guiding principle that we ought to all invoke that there is a simple and rather obvious explanation for most of these things. Mm-hmm. He is a crude bore who says whatever pops into his head. And the, the more question, like and obnoxious and, and ignorant moment, it is, it the more likely it is. It, again, you can speculate about that. Personally, right. I don't know that it's all that useful. And and the only person who is definitely getting an advantage out of the assertion that it's racism, it's racism, it's racism, is kind of the Ilhan Omars of the world who are happy to say that anyone who criticizes them is doing it because they're racist. It's precisely what AOC did mm-hmm. when she was talking about the, the Speaker of the House and saying that her criticism of the squad was a consequence of what? AOC did come out and say, I was not saying she was a racist. Yes, yeah, she was. What AOC did is very similar to what Donald Trump did, which is sit there while they were chanting, sent her back, and then later going, I didn't like that. That's right. AOC said, sure. it, it is, what she actually said was, it is distasteful for the Speaker of the House to come after four women of color. And, you have and then to, later... No, she actually went further. She, she said, su- suggested that you have to ask, like, why she would do something like that. I mean, so afterwards, after the after she got th- that made its impact, she I was like, well, damn, I got to work with Nancy Pelosi. I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't yeah. call her a racist yeah. or a sexist. Well, I, I mean, I think the thing that it, what you could ask, too, is that would Donald Trump have said this if it were three of the four people in the squad right. and it was not Ilhan Omar? I mean, I think that clearly he was talking about her. Almost certainly. And because there's is, this very specific narrative. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean. And either way, it's it doesn't it's still a it trash ex- comment. It still doesn't yeah. exonerate him in any way. But I think that's obviously the motivation. I don't think he would say that just like to to like Barbara right. Lee or something and say go came from. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it was a, it was a garbage comment. Um, you know, I, I, I the the reaction was what it was, and then it just died down. Mm-hmm. And you know, it'll be forgotten about just like everything else he does. It's funny that also like him. He, him doing this thing there there was the three-dimensional chess thing of people being like oh he's doing it the, calling him a racist here is only helping it's only helping at people who are going to get more upset that this racism thing is being thrown out so now there's going to be more racists doing it just mm-hmm. to like own the libs mm-hmm. and like i just you've even seen polls that you wrote today that like 65 percent of americans thought this was beyond the pale or whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah, and like it's just that he again is an idiot like he yeah. uh, he's I, we can disagree, I guess, about whether he's a racist idiot or mm-hmm. an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not a smart thing. He also gave Nancy Pelosi the greatest gift in history, which was after a week of having her and AOC fighting in this internecine democratic bloodletting war. Yeah. He then, like, v- threw up the ball and yeah. said, here is your opportunity to defend them. Yeah. And she, of course, did within an hour, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and I think the other thing that, that might, right. might be kind of an interesting uh, thought experiment is um, – you know, if it's not, you know, we can talk about the definition of racism and whether this this counts. And I think your your point is right. Is I think I'm the arbiter of racism. We can't actually, you know, know what the motivation was for, mm-hmm. for certain. 
But I, I wonder if it counts in any way that racists like something. You know, if race, if racists right. say, I really agree with this and they clap loudly, you know, and it does kind of speak to them in a way, is it maybe not, you know, Bull Connor racism, but it certainly is something that that's the Andrew Gillum point. Yeah. I mean, that, right? that, that's, that's certainly kind of racists enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I'm it, not it, saying it, you're so. a racist, but the racists are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, by the way, it's a decent point. Right. It's a good, I mean, when it's the best answer to this I, in the world, but, like, but, but the fact that the racists ignore the, the fact that Donald Trump just today, for example, tweeted hashtag free ASAP yeah, yeah. Rocky. That, that they ignore that, I, the fact I'm that he sure takes if, that I'm he sure takes calls we from on the daily from uh, the daily Kanye West that he's eager called. to be filmed next to Steve Harvey. Yeah. Like it, it, the the one thing that Fisher has said to me when I've brought up this point before is that well you know that ignores the fact that for racists there are good black people black people that they're happy to tolerate and I just it, it's far too convenient you are bending yourself in knots to ignore the evidence to the contrary. Like when you when you acknowledge the fact that he has a bust of Martin Luther King in his office, that he like goes to know how they think of this. Right. Is that is that you have to do those things in 2019. Right. He doesn't buy it. He doesn't believe it. But he's signaling that like, hey, I can be in polite company, but I I actually stick. There is a QAnon thing right now that is going like, of course. Well, we know that the Donald is playing the smart game, saying the nice things about MLK. And I think to and I think to to proceed in the belief to persist in the belief that the president is obviously sending secret signals to racists to benefit himself while doing all of these things that the racist ought to acknowledge aren't consistent with their values. Um, it, it's a little conspiratorial in precisely the same just sort of way. Just say, I don't think he's doing it intentionally yeah. to be, to like get them to vote for him. I oh, think yeah. that he just happens to be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just talking, like he does. He's just yeah. talking like he can, yeah. all, every thought that comes into his fucking head. And that it happens to match up with a lot of these racist thoughts. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, have you ever seen the art, the, the all in the family episode where Sammy Davis jr. Comes to the house. And and Archie Bunker's like rolling the red carpet out for him. Like to me, that's Trump. Like Trump, like right. will say these all these things because he just fears the other. Hmm. But when it comes down to it, when there's an impressive black person, a talented black person, he's certainly happy to be seen with them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, who Funny. knows? Donald Trump definitely is a racist. Yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's just kind of a scumbag. So that's... like, I didn't know that Donald Trump was a racist until he started doing the birther shit. Like before that, I didn't know a lot about him. You know, I didn't know about the Central Park Five and everything. Didn't know about the housing elements that went on. But I would remember being like blown away by it. And then, even if you didn't read into the birther stuff, racism, like, or a lot of people thought it was him playing to this thing. Um, but every day since 2015, when he came down that escalator, he has given more reasons to think that he really does think that America is white and that he does like white and waspy. And he had these very specific views of it. And the per- the reason why I still believe it now is that every every instance he keeps doing it. At, at Charlottesville, at every time in between, he's never given anyone a reason to think that he actually, you know— doesn't believe this shit. I think that he's definitely somebody whose worldview um, was shaped by New York in the 1980s. I think that's, right. you know, where it all comes from in a lot hmm. of ways. In the Central Park Five, of course, he got involved in that and took an ad out. I'd say 70s, too, because all the burning houses. The burning and houses and, you know, you know, the mugging stuff. And, like, I mean, New York was a complete shithole at the time. And, and you know, Bensonhurst. Crown Heights. Right. You know, you talk about Crown Heights now. It's like, oh, yeah, it's an up-and-coming neighborhood. It's like, no, it, that used to be, like, 
a word for race riot. Yeah, right. we, 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 uh, Howard Beach. Right. I mean, that's the way you get the air train now. That was racism back when I right. was growing up. You the know? early 90s, Howard Beach, Crown Heights, Bensonhurst. These were places that were synonymous with just, just racial violence. Racial violence. And that's that, that's the kind of cauldron which, you know, that, that, that Trump was, I mean, look, I, I, I don't, I'm not excusing him in any way, but it is but the I think crucible in which this, ha- this yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, forged. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's talk about, cause Camille's uh, having like looked at a newspaper in like 25 years. Mm. Um, <laughs> I saw this. Did you see this, uh, Jane Mayer piece? We give Jane Mayer a hard time oh, on this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, and, and we mostly do it cause she sucks. <laughs> um, it was funny that when I read that piece, which I imagine you and I are going to piece. agree with yeah, me about yeah. being crazy. I had hadn't really thought about Jane Mayer since the last time I was on this show. Yeah. Which yeah. was with yeah, and I was like, oh. Well, that was right when she did the um thing with uh, Jill Farrow. Abrams. Right. Think. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh, no, Jill Abrams. Yeah, and was just, you know, um flacking for her, and it was really horrible. But you know, I have always been a bit of a Franken truther. I didn't think I thought he got a pretty raw deal in a lot of ways. But it's kind of an interesting piece in the sense that you know, a lot of conservatives have pointed this out, and I think they're actually right about this, is that the way they handled that piece about Kavanaugh's accuser right. was, you know, they went with that. And there was like, you know, one person who was making the claim and then no contemporaneous like witnesses. And they didn't have corroboration, really. Right. And of course, in this piece, she's saying that we didn't have any corroboration for any of these t- stories about Al Franken. And then lays out a number of corroboration. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so d- did everybody read this, by the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you nope, I did. You, you did. What, uh, Drive, is it, you, you, you seem to have not liked this piece. No, I didn't. Like, I, I didn't. I did. I thought it was a little baffling. I'll also say this: that 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 piece. She was really more, going for bad for him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Also, like that and, piece, and which too. I don't agree with. Like, I did not like that. I thought it was really quite a confusing piece. Is also speaks to a type of reader that I do understand and recognize because there's like you know to be quite honest, a lot of like Mother Jones readers have reacted to many stories about Franken since the beginning. You know, in this way that yeah. they they have you know been frank and truthers as you'll say and like mm-hmm. that that it it that he had this bad thing done to him and all of this stuff and you know at the end of the day of course partisanship plays a bigger part in everyone's minds than anyone ever wants to admit yeah and so it's they'll see something you'll forgive in yourself what you won't forgive in others um and that is exactly what's on display in that article which is you know it from the beginning the thing with Franken was it was probably pretty clear what was going on. Like with him and the initial accuser, one person was a professional performer. The other one wasn't. And then the situation happened that is somewhat clear that it could be confusing for someone who doesn't do rehearsals for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like it could you could see how this could happen. And yet it went in this other direction. And that's sort of what she lays out in this very long article about how, you know, he had written the story before he'd written the skit before and all this stuff. But it never changed that. And then she... By the way, all that stuff was known. Right. All that stuff was, was actually public. I mean, nobody really picked up on it at the time because it was a, it was a pretty foolish idea to defend Al Frank. I, I wouldn't have done it public. I might have said something on the show. I couldn't actually... Do you remember it. how intense those two months were right after Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was no room for so I have skepticism. A, I have a photograph, which I'll show you, um, of the moment Al Franken is told... That um, he's being me tooed and uh, me walking by him. <laughs> oh, really? I was in the committee room with him and he was the first guy there. Um, it was a judiciary committee uh, hearing we were shooting. 
Um, we were shooting with who were Senator Blumenthal, I think. And so we got there early. Franken's in there. Somebody comes in, whispers to him. He gets up and walks up. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, I got the push alert from, I think, The Hill or whatever, BBC. Or I can't remember what it was. But it's like Al Franken, you know, accused of sexual misconduct. And it was in that. And I was, so I went through the footage the other day. And I saw it and I'm walking to sit down and because and, I had gone out and come back in. And there's like this screen grab of me walking by him as he's like getting up. <laughs> and he's like, because it's described in, in, in some detail in the Jane Mayer piece of like when his uh, like legislative right. aide comes in and whispers in his ear. He says, but says, I want to vote. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're, you're, you're fucked. And he walks out of there. I mean, I think that the, the Leanne Tweeden stuff never really made a ton of sense to me. Right. And if anything, the, if, if you, you know, really don't like Franken and think that he's full of it, even if you believe the worst about him, the punishment seems wildly disproportionate. Sure. I do. I do get that. And I also think that that is the, the response from readers that I guess like I, I was talking about earlier that like I, I that that's what I've seen so much from people on the left over a, a certain demographic on the left over the last two years. Yeah. But that what I don't understand and now this is the second Vox thing I'm going to point out and say I agree oh. with. But like there I don't understand why if you are a liberal in America with no particular issue here with Al Franken, like you don't really care. Al Franken was a backbencher senator. Okay. This happens. I mean, he literally was, he wasn't in the leadership, you know, he was, no, but, but, but he was literally being touted a as a possible presidential candidate. Sure. He was a popular backbencher, mm-hmm. but he was still just one Senator. And he was at a time when they were also dealing with what's his name in fucking Alabama. Right, um, more. more. And that the fact is that more people came out. He, there was a, it's a democratic state. It had a Democratic governor. He could resign and be replaced with another senator who will vote the exact same way. And, it, like, it didn't hurt the Democrats for him to leave. You know, it didn't hurt it at all. And if you care about liberalism as a project, it is better to fix that quickly. Even if you, at the end, think that, like, it wasn't good so for, he, so he for was, Al Franken's life. Like, so Al he Franken's was sacrificed personally. for liberalism. I mean, I think that he, again, like, it, he... It's not sacrificing him, but it is saying that, like, look, he is not important in this. At the end of the day, like, he really he's just one person. If you're Al Franken's immediate family, I understand why you're upset about this. (laughs) But the fact is, like, if you're not and you're just a Democrat (laughs) in America, it is definitely good that they, like, wanted to make sure they would win their best chance to win in Alabama. Matt Iglesias made this point, but he also went even further to say that this was a win. For Democrats, that it was better that this happened because it showed how serious they were about Me Too. Oh they replaced him with a woman, and it gave them the moral high ground. While the Roy Moore stuff is <laughs> the does opposite anyone, of actually does getting. Does anyone the moral ever high think about the long-term consequences of shit like this? We were talking about racism, inflation before. Uh-huh. You don't need to point this stuff out to people. These people are produced on their own. They don't have to watch Bill O'Reilly. They're just like, God, it's everything, really. This thing, this commercial, this ad. I mean, come on. This is getting ridiculous. This is the problem. When you sacrifice Al Franken, mm-hmm. immediately people are like, man, this shit is getting stupid already. But it's not sacrificing already. him. It's sacrificing the prospects for the larger project to defend him. Yeah, because- but his wife was fucking ruined because of it. I mean, so you are sacrificing him. And I think the thing in Jane Mayer's piece, which is seems accurate to me, she's completely modeling over overcooks the whole thing of him shuffling around in this like dark apartment with the right. blinds Life closed. Right, hard, and- says me too, Senator. I yeah, get it. Yes, like- but... 
unfairly. I mean, if he's unfairly me tooed, uh, that's mm-hmm. a bad thing, right? But also, but there were multiple people. Too? There exactly. were like eight, eight more people that came out, and there were some. There were some pretty credible uh, accusations. I don't think there were any credible accusations. What was the credible accusation? I Give mean, me one. The one where Give me one. The, the, the where the, she, he uh, was accused of kissing a woman openly on the mouth and call and that he called it a New York kiss. That that was denied. By somebody who was that there, there's no corroboration of that. But also, anyone. there was enough. All of these people happen to be. They are like Democrats who believe in this. They're not there to do political hit jobs. They care profoundly about like the. Well, it's hard. Is. It's hard to say why why people do it. I don't think you know the the, main, the first accuser was obviously a Republican and somebody who's friends with Sean Hannity, right? But you know. There is also, you know, if you are a Democrat, if you're a liberal Democrat, you could also make the argument in this very same vein that they are so invested in this movement that they can recast something that was probably quite innocent as something that was quite sinister. But I, so let's say you are the head of the DSCC and this is all going on. And at a certain point, you no, I understand the political calculations, yeah. but then like, so isn't it just yeah. better for like the DSCC to make decisions like this to say like, you know what? We don't want this to be entirely owned by what right or wrong has I, become a distraction. I, I, I totally get the political calcul- calculation, yeah. but I, the long-term consequences of this, especially considering, I mean, I have seen a number of these things recently. I mean, look, there is, everyone was passing around. I, I sent it to you that, uh, article on the cut, uh, New York magazines mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. about the Harvard professor that was right. like, you know, taken advantage of and then accused, uh, made it, they made a title nine complaint against right. him for uh, because it was like rape and sexual harassment and it was all made up. And there's a lot of these stories that come out. And when you read the Franken thing, it might be in the short term, a very smart political move. I mean, in the long term, it would be a smart political move, but I just think that the, the accumulation of this stuff in that era of believe women or believe all women, sometimes it's framed, which, by the way, is the wrong framing. It should just be listen to women. Right. Um, because that, yeah, has but been I also think That, that is I, the most I, misogynist no, thing that's thing ever is, been I, said I on this podcast. I also think that, like, they would, I, as someone, I, I do also think that anyone who said believe women, again, just became shorthand, no one was saying believe them, literally only believe no, them. They no, they were. They were. They they were. were. I don't think that that's fair. I remember the really? Washington Post headline that said <laughs> you have to believe all women. No, no, yeah. you have to believe. They changed it. They, they're they're yeah. just saying that they want to change the fundamental, like, the 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 reasonable doubt thing so that instead of like women not being believed at all and not taking the men they said if there's collateral damage fuck it because we need to change society that much people, right. people, people did that say that it, yes. right they did say that yeah. and those people obviously like that is not something that i think is good you could you could also you could also take <laughs> but i don't the think word, that the larger movement is doing that you could also you take the word think, no i really hard, don't i think it's not fair i think it's hard to disentangle it because there are people who are making the most extreme claim there are people who when they say America is white supremacist. They're not referring to the the tendrils of the distant past that are just faintly influencing outcomes in 2019. They mean explicitly that every single policy is always in some way, shape or form designed to disadvantage right. black people. And that is grotesque and absurd and ridiculous and wrong. And the two things, it's not that they're conflated. It's that they're both actively out there in the ether and that they both have some currency amongst people who who shout these particular mantras. But I mean, like both the right and the left have extreme factions. Yes. Believe in these things. And the fact is, like, I just I just it's bad on both sides. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to be like a both sides. No label person right now. (laughs) Yeah, you do. But like, I do just think that, like, of course, there are people on the left doing these things that are not great. Uh-huh. But all and there's the people on the right not doing it. But like, I don't think it's fair to, to say that the entire the majority of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and that like the leading thinkers in it, you know, have really been saying 
you know, just shoot them in the head. Like, like, <laughs> like they're, they're, they don't want to have just show trials for it. I, I do think that, like, you know, Rebecca Solnit and shit, like, they've written extensively about how, like, this, it isn't, it isn't that we should just trust every, every single, and agree with it. It's just that you want to change the initial belief. And so that there is a believe beginning and open your mind to it. Which I'm, which I'm change, 100% for. Right. So change, I'm, the I'm not, I'm not change the verb. I'm not 100% for Change the verb. No, not, not they believe the, the listen. Like, like right. Michael said, listen. Right, yes. listen. I agree with that. Like, listen, the is, verb is, listen is way more accurate. Why, make, why muddle something by saying believe? Believe women. And then sometimes it says literally believe all women. Uh, it just, that's it's as, like a insane. hashtag. It's like a hashtag that like, was no, created. Ben, 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 people, people have like thrown stuff out like with statistics that I won't quote incorrectly because i don't know the exact number well they're but, incorrect to begin but, but, with, so. but they'll say stuff like tk uh percent of accusations are false and this yeah. tk number is so low as to be insignificant therefore believe all women but we don't know what right. is inaccurate or not and even 0.001 percent is a is a human life whose life's being ruined for a false accusation and the idea that an entire gender can be altruistic and all pure because I mean, all because right. of systemic. I'm going to talk about something now that on, I've let never let talked about. Just real quick, real quick. Okay. Like, let me finish. The the I absolutely think it's a good thing that we are reaching a point that women don't have to be groped with impunity. Of course, that there's uh that there are some there is some accountability. Totally. But I don't think we should ever get to the point that we lose due process because nobody will win in that situation. Totally. All right. I'm going to. I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I. <laughs> Was on the shitty media men list, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm on that list, and I was on it for mean tweets or something. So it's not something that I, I was baffled when it happened. And I, like everyone else in the world, when I had heard about that list, thought it was a rape list. It was about sexual predators. Then it came out, and it wasn't that at all. Like it would had people who had just said mean things on Twitter, and, and there were people said, who were accused of rape on that list. Right there were, it, it, which is why it's terrible that you were on that list. Right, and but so I was quite upset. Right, you know, like it it had a lot of consequences for my life, you know, in lots of different ways. And I remember the next day, like, and the next weeks, which are now blur, but like, I, intellectually, it would have been dishonest for me not to, I was trying to be, trying to think about it in the way that I had the day before I knew what was on that list, Mm -hmm. that I knew my, that I had been put on it. And I remember thinking that like, of course, this crowdsourced list is going to have, it's, it's obviously problematic, but what I had thought the day before was, I understand where the people coming from who made it were like they were just trying to do something. And this version was bad and obviously going to have consequences. But like they were trying to do a certain thing to fix a larger injustice. And so then I shock of all shocks end up finding myself on it and I'm very upset about it. And I wanted to put myself to the same standard. And what I decided, what I realized was that like I had been willing to accept what you were talking about as collateral damage. That, like, any time there was going to be this, there would be collateral damage. And it was easy for me to say that when it wasn't me. Mm. And then I found myself in that exact situation. Mm. And it would would have been – it would have – a part of me wanted to be so mad at whoever had done it. You know, like – did, did you ever find out who that was? I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to name no. names, but you don't know who it was. I mean, I I think I, I, I think I know who the person I, – I think I do know who it yeah. was. But yeah. I don't – like – 
And it's really not. No, and, and, no, I think it's material in one way is that, I mean, was it somebody who had a grudge against you? Did personally didn't like you personally? Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, see, this is in a way a problem because I've seen a lot um, recently and I could write a book about it. Um, mm. And maybe someday I will, because I actually dug up some things by mistake the other day that I had on the Google Drive, uh, screenshots of exchanges with people right. um, talking about particular cases in which they revealed things that were really shocking to me. Right. Um, that s- certain things were, you know, a, one in particular was a setup. Um, and the person acknowledged it to me. Um, and it got a lot of coverage. Um, and, you know, that's, it is what it is. But, you know, I asked that just because I, you, the, the problem with these lists, and I think the woman who made that list came out in, in, in a way of like kind of a folk hero. And, and she wrote about it. And I think she wrote about it in the Times even. Um, yeah, New York know, Magazine. New York Magazine yeah. maybe it was. And, you know, I, I found this kind of lynch mob atmosphere and this anonymous naming of people to be like something out of an Arthur Kessler novel. Right. I mean, it's, I always have this thing whenever Twitter gets in this way. They should all watch the movie The Oxbow Incident, which literally just is, is a morality mm. tale about how people shouldn't get together and kill the person you think did the rustling of the sheep because, you know, it turns out at the end of that movie they didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably not only just did the rustling of the sheep, right? Right. Like yeah. Other it was actually that... communism. It was, uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I also, like, read her article. And, like, there was a lot of people around that time who were like, oh, there's going to be lawsuits. So, like, then some, then one of the Pizzagate people only released two names from that, and mine was one of them. So I was, like, publicly added as being on it. And I did go through a mind of, like, I'm going to sue Pizzagate Man, you know? like, And so they couldn't name us in stories because, like, that creates all these problems and da 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 So there was this entire thing going on. But at no point in my entire – in all of this did I think that that she, who had, like, created this – google doc that then was filled by other people had any malice or like doesn't matter but it does matter no it It doesn't it does matter absolutely doesn't i'll tell you why the the, the thing this is troubling to me i understand the argument you're making um but i i often hear this and i think it's a little too accepted as a as as an excuse for these sorts of things for not thinking things through and not actually spending time and saying what are the consequences of this what is the worst possible consequence of this primarily because they are so filled with with righteousness and they say provided that my goal is the right one and i don't think anyone would disagree with the fact that mm-hmm. like running scummy people who are like you know handsy at the office uh-huh, out, uh-huh. but go to your hr don't do it publicly i mean i, I don't know why that wasn't but an it, option to people. they didn't think it was public i guess yeah i mean if you didn't think it was public you shouldn't be a fucking journalist because you obviously know it's going to get around and obviously did but it's i mean it is I mean, I, I used to hear this all the time. It's like the Black Panther thing. Is you know they gave free breakfast to people. And it's like, yeah, they also murdered people. It's like, yeah, but the breakfast was fucking delicious. Yeah. And they had hash browns and all this stuff. It's like, I get that maybe the goal was good, but the, uh-huh. the, the, the way of going about it was really, really bad and hurt people. You don't have to do it that way. And she should be aware of that and should be held to some sort of standard for it. I mean, it, I think that you know? like, it's, 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 it's human, it's human mm-hmm. to understand that person in that moment making a mistake like that and not thinking it through, right? This is like... I just I actually don't. I don't. I think I think about the consequences of everything that I do for other people. Honestly, and I don't it sounds like I'm like, you know, selfless. But I, no, but I think about it I no, I think about it in the way of like is is this like you know, when you're reporting something, like or when you're you're editing a piece and somebody says something who's not a public uh, you right. know, person and they say something that's like really would make their life really bad. 
You know, they're just like some guy in a town and you're filming and they say this and you're like, I don't know. Do I put that in? And it's like, eh, this could cause a really, really big problem for this guy. And what do I get out of it? Mm. And that's something you always have to consider as a journalist, right? Right. Of course. But what if you had your what if you are John Podesta and you have had your emails hacked mm-hmm. and that then in those emails, it's you handing around secondhand gossip with people? Yeah. Right. And like, of course, on an email chain, you have to assume that maybe things could go out. Uh-huh. But it's also understandable in the moment, especially when someone is a young career journalist who is trying to in this moment where everyone is trying is trying to do something in this what, those months that we're talking about, like quickly just says, I've got an idea of how to do this, how to how, how to like help. Not, in, not, not, not in 2018. I mean, I understand Dave Weigel's journalist back then, not really thinking it through. A lot of things <laughs> that, like this hadn't happened previously. Uh-huh. But around that time, I was on a couple of listservs and I got off of both of them. Uh, I did. I, I, I mean, I still have the archives of them, but I got off of both of them. I'm like, I'm not going to be on this. Right. And then a journalist called somebody who was on it, um, a journalist from Politico. I actually became becoming friends with the journalist. And was like snooping around. And I'm like, this is exactly why I got off this fucking thing. Right. And it's like, never send an email like the, the Puerto Rico uh, governor who's right. resigning. And mm, it's like mm. saying this stuff and like, you know, defaming people and being homophobic and blah, blah, blah. It, it, why would you write something like that? First of all, on like the state's servers, right. because I'm <laughs> sure there is some policy that would, would, would allow that stuff to be made uh-huh. public. But even it's if in your private, your private email, yeah. Like I, I tell, you know, I'm like a mobster. I tell people in person, I go for a walk down Mulberry street with a guy in a fucking <laughs> house coat. Pretending that you're yeah, like Vinny, fucking Vinny the chin gigante. Like, <laughs> don't put it on. Like, and someone's like, I'm going to put this online. I'm going to make it open to everyone. Uh, and then I'm going to, you know, I remember somebody, a story that I, this is a true, somebody did a, a, a list um, of what people are getting paid for pay disparity in a company. And it got, it got around and stuff. And they found out, um, and it was never publicized. And the reason it wasn't publicized was that somebody in that company sent it to me, um, was that the, uh, women, people of color actually made more than the men at the company. And they were like, Ooh, well that's, that's good. And then they never, they didn't celebrate the company. They just kind of shut it down because they were, they were clearly fishing for a, a particular answer because they're convinced that this is happening, happening everywhere. But anyway, so, you know, we went uh, uh, pretty like, I think Camille's actually reading oh, the no. Bible. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry to have brought He's... this into this. <laughs> um, so, you know, can we can we talk about speaking of like offensive things? Can we talk about this Comedy Central thing? Please. Because mm. I I ran in uh, uh, to to Sam Morrill. Uh, mm. Morrell Morrill. Comedian. Uh, comedian um, who's gotten in trouble for jokes before. Very, very funny guy. Who among us? Uh, who among us hasn't? I, well, weirdly, I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> but he, but he's a friends with this comic. Did you see the story? It's a woman who's a stand-up. She's up-and-coming stand-up. People don't really know her. And she made a joke <laughs> about, like, what's the guy's name? XXXXXXXTension? We, we, we were trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Who, he's dead, right? He got yeah, killed. he was murdered. Sh- murdered. It's the premise yeah. of the joke. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to tell the people at home that. Um, yeah. yeah, you just yeah, destroyed There's a lot, a lot of people that live in, yeah. like, fucking northern Norway that listen to this show. Like, I don't <laughs> understand the extensions, but if he comes to our country, we will arrest him. Put him in jail. Um, but, but so the woman makes a great joke. Maybe we should play the joke now. Let's put the joke in. It's a funny joke. Morning, XXX Tentacion. <laughs> he's a he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he was he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money. 
which is very tragic. But I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. (laughs) That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. Like, I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. It's a Venmo joke. Did did you hear the joke? Uh, You did? Well, yeah. we, we actually I mean, we, yeah, we, we, we just played it. We read it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So should we put the joke in? Yeah, you just said we did. So yeah, we, well, we just I mean, played we can, it you can, for the people. They yeah, just you, heard it. You can cut that shit out, though, if you don't want to put it in because you're a lazy <laughs> bastard. Ooh, my I don't know oh, that it is a great. My main objection to this joke is it's not great. It's. I think it's a good joke. I think it was one beat too long. Right. Yeah. I think that I, the premise right, is funny. Right after the Venmo, it, 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 you end it. Also, you can't buy a car with Venmo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they don't accept Venmo at the dealership. This is literally why Ben Dreyfus works at Mother Jones and not at Comedy Central. But the people at Comedy Central took it down. Yeah, right. And they took it down. And this is the thing: we always think about it as comedy as being like PC, and we have to watch ourselves. It's not not really that. It's just mobs in general. Because this guy's fans went ballistic. And she's protected her tweets. And you know, her friend Sam told me that she's gone. She's gone like, you know, like death threats all the time, gone into hiding and the rest of it. But Comedy Central took the joke down, which I find like, isn't that shouldn't it be the last bastion at Comedy Central where you can actually do like, quote unquote, offensive stuff and like edgy stuff. And if they're removing jokes like that is like, man, the comedy network is now neutering comedy. Right, I mean, totally. I, I think that they sh- the, the reason to take that joke down is that it wasn't very funny. But I also You're think wrong. that, like, the, the, the reason why it was taken down, like, it is a funny premise, like, the, which is the thing that they have a problem with. Yeah. Like, that, it, it is crazy. Although, you know, I, I, I do think it's hilarious that the thing that they're upset with is making jokes about dead celebrities, which is honestly, like, the main thing people talk yeah. about and make jokes about well, in this world. A, a, dead, a dead celebrity who is on, on camera acknowledging that he like beat up his girlfriend. Do you like, know, Sa- Sa- Sam, Sam mentioned know that part. Things. Yeah, yeah, so he beat up his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and he got murdered. I mean, like, shocking. I, I mean, the video of him acknowledging it, I mean, it's, it's pretty just crass shit. Yeah, I hit the bitch and you yeah. know, I'm scared to shit. No, no, he seems like a pretty good guy. I would be killer. Right? <laughs> yeah, because you know, the, like the, the guy's... Um, you know, it's the guy from Bell and Sebastian is going to get shot going to buy a car. Like, yeah. look, you're, you're getting the shot. Best, going. The best Scottish band yeah. from Edinburgh. Yeah. Since. You're, you're getting you're getting shot going to get your car. Yeah. I think you're probably hanging out with the wrong people, right? It wasn't he, random. He didn't know the guys. It was, it was pretty Oh, random. was it random? Yeah, they like yeah. saw him in his BMW and like, oh, he got some money. And they where was he hanging out? To go rob him. Where's he hanging out? It was just on the streets in Florida, I think, where he got Florida. shot. Jesus yeah. Christ, don't go to Florida. Yeah. But also, like, the premise that <laughs> yeah, we're not just allowed to guys, make jokes. Really? Celebrities yeah. Oh, cut that bit murdered. out then, because that's super <laughs> that's racist. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just like, man, he's got yeah, your assumptions. But, but by the way, yeah. he's beating his girlfriend. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But Sam said something to me that people were defending him mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. And he was like, they were defending him, uh, or, or no, sorry, um, defending her on Twitter, saying this is a guy who beats his girlfriend, just like just like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, doesn't fucking matter. He can be the nicest guy in the world. You can still make the joke. Yeah, make the right. joke about the guy. It yeah, doesn't. And, and then he sent. You should. You should um, we're gonna have Sam on uh, soon. He's very funny. And he sent me uh, today. He texted me a, a bit that he did um, <laughs> that he got in trouble for. Mm. Uh, that uh, it's on Comedy Central, or maybe it was on Conan. It's on Comedy Central, and it's uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's the alligator story. And Sam's last name is spelled M-O-R-R-I-L. It's very, very funny. And it's it's about someone writing him a letter um, after seeing him because he made an offensive joke um, about a 
dead kid who was eaten by an alligator. Mm. Super. Were they related to the person or the alligator? No, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really funny bit. Um, and so I, I recommend, uh, you watch, but no, I just, it's not the biggest story in the world. But it distressed me that Comedy Central was doing that. Because mm-hmm. Comedy Central should not be doing that. They I mean, should be the only people that, that aren't doing it's it. It's like when The Onion pulled down the story, the joke, like in 2013 about the young actress. Yeah, from uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah. Yes, where yeah. they called her the C-word. Yes. It was a really unfunny bad joke. And I mean, in that, in that sense, like, that's just going, bad joke. Right. Like, uh, uh, but the, the, the I also thing is, didn't if, get if, that joke. Like, I, if the onion was pulling down funny, uh, unfunny jokes, it would pull down half of its material. I mean, right. some, of it's funny, <laughs> some of it's not. I mean, that's not why Touché. they're doing it. Also, like, some of the funniest onion jokes are ones that you can look back on in a certain way and be like, oh, well, that wouldn't have worked today. You know, like, sure. you know, like, yeah. I mean, like, why would all these. <laughs> I mean, this is something that, like, I don't think we've really fully reckoned with because, you know, Michael, you've pointed out often that, like, people get. Um, posthumously canceled. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the and, worst yeah, cancellation. Yeah, and yeah. Th- there's just so it just much. Hurts the kids. I, I love it. it just hurts they, the estate. I love they recently canceled John Wayne. It's like yeah. for an interview gave a Playboy well, in 1971. John like, Wayne like, was like, canceled earlier, <laughs> wasn't he? Like, there's no. been a lot of John Wayne cancellations going on. I think Public Enemy canceled John Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's pretty funny. I like when that happens when but, some like shithead kid is like looking on the intro and they're like, "Oh my god." But, John Wayne had these horrible <laughs> views. Get, get me my Twitter login. Yeah. I'm going to get there now. I've watched all of those Westerns. Cancel right. the guy Why from the sands that? of Iwo Jima. <laughs> so, but Eddie, Eddie Murphy, they just announced he's going to get $70 million to do a Netflix stand-up special. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but, no? it's, but there's, it's a rumor. I thought it was reported. Oh, I thought uh, it was. Yeah. I don't know if it's conf- it was confirmed. It was first reported as that they were, they were in discussions oh. for it. And, but well, I think it might be true because he, he does like comedians in cars getting coffee, like the first episode does. of the new one, yeah. and he talks about uh, wanting to do stand-up. Because he hasn't done stand-up in 30-something years. Yeah. And when he did stand-up, he oh was very, goodness. very funny, but he was unspeakably un-PC, even do, for do, its time. Do you know what? And, and I mean, delirious and raw. No, no, no. Are, like, no, 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 just the first record. Eddie Murphy's first record, <laughs> which is, I think, just called Eddie Murphy. And I'm sorry, people. Don't take this out of context. Don't cut this thing up and do it. But the it's first an invitation. The f- I know. Did <laughs> you cut out the invitation? No. Oh, fucking. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just uh, talking about. Uh, but you know, by the way, it always happens that the guy, the guy, uh, like does like a like a diversity committee, like the guy from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm just gonna say this once because it's a bad word. I don't want you guys ever to say this, but I'm gonna say it once because we're gonna talk about it. And he says it, and he gets fired. So um, I'm running that risk right now. Uh, but the first track on Eddie Murphy's first record is literally just called faggots no joke mm-hmm. that's I mean it is the whole thing is a joke the first track that's what it's called mm-hmm. I mean and he's what 18 when that record came out mm-hmm. maybe 19 something like that well it was on a record so it, yeah, it was on a record a and um uh the delirious has a whole bit about how he got in trouble for that about trouble for the gay stuff mm-hmm. and it's kind of like an early Chappelle talking about trans people his whole bit about it and it talking about when he goes to perform in San Francisco and it's a thousand times more homophobic than the first one. Uh-huh. And it's like, just nobody cared. He just like doubled down. People are screaming, hooting, hollering. And, and, and you know, he kind of outran that. And I think it's because he's a comedian. I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely like well, an evolution also of all a different time as well. Right. Yeah, but I mean, nobody cares remember, about that. Do you remember the scene in 48 hours when he goes into the bar 
with like the white like 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 the trailer trash bar with Nick and he meets Nick Nolte right yeah Nick Nolte's there and then he pretends to be a cop and starts screaming at the crackers and all of yeah, the yeah, things. yeah 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 like that scene he says a bunch of homophobic stuff in that that scene yeah. that that obviously isn't gonna happen in 2019 but it's still a very funny scene and you watch all of these things just understanding that this was the 80s yeah well, I mean, you're you're very different than uh, I imagine a lot of people that would potentially read your magazine or something that think that to be exposed to this stuff in any way right. is toxifying to the body and the brain. And so, like the, like this mural in San Francisco, which, by the way, I, I have let's to say, talk about the mural. I have to say that and I, I'll give a number of liberals credit uh, for coming out and, and and defending this. I mean, Willie Brown wrote a great piece in the san francisco chronicle it was like i think the headline was what the fuck is wrong with you people <laughs> but you know and if you don't know this backstory there's a mural that was painted by a communist painter literally a communist right. painter um and i think it was like a whatever it was a wpa or, yeah. or, or uh, fdr era thing and it was the only pe- person at the time you know who w- w- pa- had a painting of george washington's uh, uh, um, plantation with slaves and the point of the painting was to say hey guys your great founding father, I'm like a Soviet apologist, your great founding father <laughs> was a slave owner. And that's the reason for right, it. It was like transgressive and it yes. was putting it up there. Yeah. And it's at a school. And then apparently over the last 50 years or so at various times, people have been upset that this, that these murals are there. And I think it's upset. over the past 50 days. I don't no, think it's I, actually happened. I was reading this story about it. And the person who finally got rid of it is someone who's been trying to get rid of it since 1965. Mm. And mm. like, it's been going on and on and on. But then not only are they not, it's going to be triggering or something like that, even though none of the students think that. But it's also that they're not just going to cover them. They're going to destroy it. They're going to destroy them, yeah. which makes no no sense at all. And it, then it, you're, you're, you're soft-pedaling it. It's not that it makes no sense. It's that it's, it's the most kind of knuckle-dragging, right. you know, thing that one could possibly do like literally it's destroying art i read like barry weiss's reasons. story about this yeah. and then decided to, like i wanted to watch the actual hearing that which is on youtube and you can find and it's true that they go through and there's they talk about all of these things and then some the lawyer for the committee says you know it would be cheaper just to cover it it's yeah, going to oh, cost yeah, six hundred thousand to cover it it'll cost a million uh Plus, possibly more to take them out. Uh, by the way, is anyone becoming a libertarian from the story that costs six hundred thousand dollars to cover a fucking painting? And like, and then get, like, and, get, give me like twenty five bucks. So I'll be at Bed Bath and Beyond getting some sheets like, and a staple gun. Suddenly, oh, you'll be getting sheets. Yeah, she, yeah no, <laughs> but, but, then, but then the thing that the, immediately all the people on the committee change uh, is that they're suddenly like, well, you know, it's actually not about anything. We actually just want to take it out because they changed their arguments about it. We should pay more to take it out. Yeah, and like yeah. it just it it, it is. It is nuts. Like it is. They say we don't care what they actually the actual intentions were, and that no one's offended by it, and that it's going to cost a zillion dollars. But like, and then someone says to them, "But why can't we just cover it?" And they say, "Well, because if we only covered it, then one day someone could uncover it." Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. That's how they. That's how they. You know, eliminate the the enemies of the state. It is. So they got rid of Kate Smith. Yeah, I mean, no, exactly right. I mean, a lot of this stuff is. I mean, it's so pernicious. Yeah, that this has actually infiltrated the culture in any way, and there is some pushback. And I give credit to—I mean, I think Kath Pollitt and a number of people were yeah, saying I think this that is actually they're, they're now like reevaluating just covering it. Like they've not—they've decided to reopen. But even the discussion that is totally of just insane. Covering it. Is the, even that is totally insane. I mean, you remember the Emmett Till painting that I think was at the Whitney, mm-hmm. um, which was actually, I really liked the painting itself. I did too. Um, Deep, deeply affecting. Yeah, it was, it was a great painting. And yeah. it was like, and of course, a play on what um, Emmett Till's mother wanted the open casket so people could see 
the consequences of this type of racism. And the Dana, white woman, Dana it, Schultz. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this white woman does this painting of it, um, which is sort of abstract in its way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people that start protesting and, and themselves covering it, um, standing in front of it. And then they took it out of the museum. And these are people, these are very bad presidents. I mean, right. you understand that like when, when, you know, it's having in publishing with YA books, it's mm-hmm. happening with paintings. Well, the museum to their credit in this case, they did leave it up for a while. I, they, 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 she apologized, I think. Yeah, she apologized, but the it did banner? stay up yeah. for a while. Yeah. 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 I think we all agree that like the president is not good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The president's really bad. Mm-hmm. And that's something that one would hope would be a uniting thing. But unfortunately... Now we're at this point that because so many of the free speech debates have been focused on people like Milo Yiannopoulos and everything, right. Right. that free speech is now all of a sudden like a right-wing issue. And it's something well, that, that's yes, weird. Which, which we've lamented oh, a lot, but I've, I've actually wanted to see if we can get a little uh, perspective on this. Do you think there's ever a chance that this pendulum might swing back, that people might see the value in difficult conversations, difficult art, that, that these things should still exist, and even if they make people uncomfortable? I think the pendulum is swinging back. Now, yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, you see this article in the cut. You see the Al Franken yeah. thing. I mean, obviously, that's very specific to the Me Too movement. But I think that there is some pushback because the second they, as Ben was talking about with the shitty media men list, the second they come for you, and not to get all Martin Niemöller about it, but <laughs> the second they come for you, people start saying like, wait a second, this is like a commie painter. And I'm like a, a 65, 70-year-old uh, who was in that kind of milieu at the time? I know this guy. I know like these are these were our people, and now right. now this younger generation, or maybe they're even older, is trying to destroy it from 1965. But they have a lot of support from young people to right. do this because words and images are violence now. There are things that people cannot. I'll tell you what. I was listening to NPR today, and there uh, on All Things Considered, there was a story about the this. Uh, death penalty thing that's happening now, the federal death penalty. Mm. Um, they're going to execute five people. And the correspondent gave a rather full trigger warning about the fact that there was going to be discussions of violence. They're like, yes, the fucking news. Of course there's going to be discussions of violence. Why are you telling people this? Like, literally, are, is anyone in America, and this is the, the utility of this has to be questioned, is anyone in America switching off their radio when they hear that? I mean, I nobody guess, I is guess, switching off their radio when they hear that. It's so funny because it does come down to this thing that happens with news consumption across the board where people t- t- tell pollsters what they want. They don't mean themselves. They mean yeah. – they're not judging their own consumption habits, right? People That's don't right. think that they, they're they the reason that people aren't reading about climate change. They say that like they should – we should have more stories about climate change or whatever because of the other people who are just reading shit. And they're just reading horse race coverage and everything. But in reality, they're fine reading it. Yeah, yeah. And it's – everyone else is wrong. Yeah. Except for them. And it, it's what you're seeing here. Like, it, it's it's they get it. It's just other people. And so then you have people calling NPR and yeah. saying, oh, well, you can't you can't do this because some other imagined person yeah. is upset about this stuff based on some these presumed consumption habits that aren't really real. And I definitely think that you're right about like they're it already is swinging back. And I think so. Yeah. It's it, it, like there was a good story somewhere. I think it was in New York Mag again about the Aziz Ansari thing having been sort of like uh, jumped the shark 
Oh, it was it was was it the thing about the demise of Babe. Babe. Yeah. 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 In which the person who ran it was like in, got in trouble for sexual harassment. Is that mm-hmm. right? Well, the the I think the editor in chief. The editor in chief. Yeah. I also love that story yeah. because they pretended to have an editorial meeting. Yeah. They like faked it, but also the editorial meeting was like the dumbest shit on earth. Yeah. I used to have this joke whenever like uh, uh, journalism students would come visit Mother Jones. Whenever anyone would come visit us, I would like, they'd walk in and I would like immediately pick up my phone and shout, "Get the mayor on the phone." <laughs> <laughs> we are going tonight. Yeah, he yeah, has to. I, yeah. We're going to get this union boss if he's involved or not. Fucking <laughs> his girl Friday. Yeah. Uh, I got a story. See, it's yeah. going to blow the lid off of it. And like Mother Jones would ever yeah. go after a union boss. I know because then someone pointed out, like, why is Mother Jones going after this union boss? And I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I never really thought much about this couple, like paper's the, identity. I've never really did, known did, much about it. Improv is good. Any fifteen-year-old in that audience was like, he's just doing the Carl Malden speech on waterfront. <laughs> I'll tell I, you what, I, see? Take the, dro- like, the, the glove off, drop yeah. it, pick it back yeah. up. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, let's, uh, we've been going on for a bit, let's, uh, and I want to talk about ASAP a little quick. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, just a little quickly. What little do you want to say about it? Swedish hook, right? I, well, I just because Swedish people are giving me a hard time. Oh, yeah, what did they well, say? I, I tweeted about this. Have you seen these fucking videos, man? I haven't seen the videos. Dude, see, watch the videos that Rocky them. posted. Yeah. And it's like. They're very world star. That, well, no, it's the opposite of that because he's like, we don't want a problem. Right. He keeps saying to the guy, he's like, yo, yo, we don't want a problem. Just like, what's your problem? Get back. And they're doing it to this ba- this uh, bodyguard who is like a rapper's bodyguard. So he's like 500 pounds and like eight feet tall and yeah. like seven feet wide. Yeah. And there's these two like kids. They're like, I, and I think they're probably like, Af- like maybe uh, Iraqi or Afghan or Syrian or something. And their kids, they're, they're speaking, like, unlike most Swedish people, they're speaking this kind of broken English, which is like the first thing you notice. Because Swedish people are usually speak better English than anyone in my family. Uh-huh. And, and guys, <laughs> these guys are, like, you know, like, following them. And the, ga- the, the bodyguard keeps on saying, he's like, yo, man, stop following us. Stop following us. Get back, man. Stop following us. We don't want any problems. Whatever. And there's a point where Rocky looks at the camera and he's filming. He's like, he's like, man, we don't want any problems. These guys are fucking following us, right? And so finally... He goes after him, right? And the, he he throws him down and whatever. Mm-hmm. The two kids are not being prosecuted who were starting this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they were walking by, they're like, like, you take he- you hit me head headphones. You hit me with he- I don't know what this is about, but he's like yelling about headphones. <laughs> it's great. Um, and so th- Rocky's, of course, arrested for this. And he's put in jail. And because Swedish people are Swedish people, and we have a lot of Swedish listeners, by the way. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So if you, look at, if you look at our numbers, uh-huh. uh, the first non-English speaking country uh, on the list of top countries is Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, and then okay, but what number is that on the list? Like, uh, and, uh, no, it's like four. Got all five. the Commonwealth nations first. Yeah, yeah no, we, it's like, <laughs> UK, like UK, Canada, um, Australia, US, Australia, and then a couple of South yeah, Africans. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. You know, there are some South Africans. Uh, yeah, South Africans. Uh, yeah. But it's it <laughs> is no one, no one wants that accent. Everyone so any, <laughs> so anyone who's Swedish listening to this, I I tweet and I put there like like the free Rocky hashtag because the thing is, is a guy gets in a fight right, mm-hmm. happens all the time. And he's been in jail now for three and a half weeks. Right. Canceled the tour. Uh-huh. Um, and is now going, is being brought up on charges and has to like be in jail until, and they're like, we are finishing the investigation into the, I'm like, is a guy going to fight? Why is he in jail 
for three and a half weeks, and it's uh, it's this incredible thing. Sweets are so he's a flight risk. Right. Isn't that what they were saying? saying? They were like, it's saying, a flight yeah. risk, but also like, uh, he's, don't he's we have rocking. a fucking extradition <laughs> treaty with them? Like, yeah, if he comes back yeah. and they actually have some great yeah. things, yeah. sure we'll send it. He actually it. has to evade the U.S. It's uh, I mean, take at least take yeah. the guy's passport or something and let him stay right. in a hotel. Right. But the guy's been in jail for what three and a half, almost a month. It's now. been a while. Yeah. And it's absolutely insane. So I have all these fucking people Swedes planning to me because I just and, and, and none of them know that I, I, I live in Sweden or like I speak Swedish. I, and so I, I, I tweeted a, it was a joke. Uh-huh. There was a headline in Expressen, which is the big tabloid in Sweden, one of the two big tabloids. And the, the, it was about how a horse died. And it was like a, it was like a big, it's like breaking. It was like literally, it was like breaking news extra is what they say in Swedish. And it was like a horse, a horse died. At a, at a horse, a track. horse, not even a uh, no, one. no, no, it was like a racing horse, it was like ra- a racing horse. And I'm like, you know, they don't care about Rocky, but there's a, there's a couple of horses that are dying over there. And so I just made a joke, and everyone fucking freaked out right. because Swedish people are, if you make fun they're of Sweden, canceled. it's like they <laughs> internally will make fun of Sweden because mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, we're, you know, we're horrible and we're, we're bad to immigrants and we have this right wing party. We're allowed but, to say but, it. but yeah, it's like I can call my kid ugly, but you can't. Mm-hmm. And the second, like, external criticism. And the funny thing is, is the reason I got a lot of shit was this guy retweeted me, who's a member of Venstrepartiet, which is the former Communist Party, who, when I was in Sweden, hated me. Uh-huh. His name is Ali Espalti, and he hated me, and he retweeted it. Uh-huh. And then all these people come up and like, here at the law in Sweden, there's like very specific, Michael, this is what you don't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why they talk like that, but they forget, I'm going to pretend they talk like that. And then I'm like, no, no, it's not that the law is specific, it's the law is fucking stupid. <laughs> and the fact that you have this guy in jail for three and a half weeks, right. and he's remaining there, and the best thing is, is throwing a life preserver made of cement to him is Donald Trump gets involved. <laughs> because if you want all Swedes to be like, let's keep him for longer, is to get Donald Trump involved. So Donald Trump is now, to Camille's point about him, definitely not being racist. No, I mean, there's, it's, it's, there's, I, I do there's, also some, understand, there's some way though. to interpret his advocacy for ASAP Rocky yeah. as, as I, racism. I do there's also, though, way. understand it, why you I love be a little ASAP annoyed, Rocky. though, <laughs> with like, you know, people coming from somewhere else and telling you what your problems are. Whenever John Oliver gives a speech about how America's bad, I'm always like, you're fucking British. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Go true. back to Britain. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cap. That there it is. That's the cap on the episode. There it is. No, I, I win. win. Just get the fuck out of here. No, we should totally free ASAP Rocky. Uh, one of my one of my favorite. Uh, I could still say young um, hip hop artists, like the new wave of hip hop artists. That for me is still new because the other folks. Like after a certain point, don't really qualify I, anymore. Europeans should also not be trying to arrest Americans, including even Bush. They shouldn't try to arrest Bush either. Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't arrest any of you. That's true. Everyone should yeah. be a left. We're yeah. America. Yeah. God damn we, we it. Should, we should all be immune. Ro- Rocky is like, like, the, like Pinochet. Getting, like, <laughs> There's a reason yeah. why we didn't enter the like international I'll tell you this. This is a fun fact. I uh, was at uh, the shoot. Uh, for one of Rocky's uh, first videos. I remember. Yeah. I remember being intensely jealous. Well, are you, not are you guys going to fuck right yeah, now? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> th- which which video was that? Was that for Goldie? I think it was, right? I think it was the one where he's in the, the bathtub full of... Uh, I'll yeah, I think that's Goldie. This was, was a very serious episode. It seemed, was it? Like, it, was it, seemed, it seemed like we were all talking about race a lot. There yeah. was a lot of uh, a lot sometimes. of me too's talking about. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was I will end on this. <laughs> oh. Liam Gallagher from Oasis is the funniest person alive, by the way. If you don't know that, he's fucking hilarious. And he plays a character like kind of a dumb guy, but he knows what he's doing. 
and he referred to ASAP Rocky as WhatsApp Ricky, <laughs> which I, which I think is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Did you read that I'm interview with him? WhatsApp Ricky. Did you read the interview they're talking about his brother last week, where he was like, "Yeah, whenever I read anything of this, I want to take a machine gun to a preschool." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Liam Gallagher is the funniest man in music. But anyway, there you go. Yeah. Let's get All out right. of here. Let's right. go. Bye, the squad. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse.